everyone. Welcome to Brewing Pains Podcast. Episode 7. Good lucky number 7. Yeah, how about that? I'm surprised we made it this far. Yeah, we're coming to you from the Chicago uh, quarantine zone. We're locked down, <laughs> yeah. but we're still broadcasting. And we're still bringing you the news when you need it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, so uh, yeah, um, we're on official lockdown, I guess. Uh, stay at home kind of quarantine type thing. Yeah, I don't really get that. Everything's still open and you can still do whatever you want. So. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really change at all. I mean, it's still the same. Nothing really changes. It's more like they're just begging you to stay home. I mean, yeah. I mean, for the unfortunate ones like us. Who I still got work. For the like me and you who work in food and health care, you know. Yeah, we'll still be we, there. We pretty much, we're the ones that are stuck with the most essential jobs of them all almost. Oh, yeah, f- food and health care. People got to eat and people need to go to a hospital when they're sick. So On the way here, I was even like, uh, what really is closing? Gas stations got to stay open. Uh, food like, places like, are like, open. N- like Best Buys and Kohl's and clothing stores. Like, do you really need a pair of pants in, <laughs> in an epidemic? Or yeah, do you really I, need to go out and buy that TV right now, you know? Uh, yeah, I guess, but... Really, that's all that's closing. Everything else is still open. So, are we really gonna stop the spread? Uh, yeah, I think. Well, if people don't go out just to go out, you know, like that's the thing. They said people could you still go out on walks and whatever the fuck you want. You know, I don't think people are gonna do that though. People are pretty much paranoid at this point. Practice social distancing. I guess. Well, you know what? Sounds We're, like my life. Yeah, my whole life is social distance. Yeah. Um. We're not six feet away from each other. No. I can smell you. What would be this? What would be this? Would be like five feet? This is from where you're sitting to where I'm at is probably about three foot. It's probably a yardstick away oh. from each other. It's far enough, you think? Yeah, just don't spit on me. Yeah, we'll just be okay. talk less spitty. <laughs> Speak less spitty. You know? All right. Well, um, we're not going to bore you with more coronavirus this week. Uh because I'm sure that's all everybody's been hearing everywhere. Yeah. You can't get away from it. So we decided to kind of lighten things up. Over the last uh, couple of weeks, we noticed that a couple of our friends who also have podcasts have been yeah. uh, kind of touching on the same subject that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, and that is pretty much our childhood. Yeah, our childhood slash backyard wrestling. Well, that's all our childhood I was. Pre- pretty much our childhood Everything was backyard wrestling. Everything we did was revolved around wrestling. And yeah. all the people we hung out with and all the people we met, it all revolved around wrestling. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like a lot, a good portion of how, who I am today is probably because of wrestling. Yeah, I think my that kind of... My friends, my hobbies, my music. Yeah, you're right. I think that kind of like uh, shaped us into Pretty, who we are now. Yeah, when you really think about it. So some you know, some of us were just in it for you know the time being, and some of us went pretty far with it. Uh, Craig, for uh, instance, one of our really good friends, he's yeah. still at it. He's you know semi-pro, I guess you would, for people who aren't in wrestling, semi-pro, or as people who are in wrestling, he's an indie worker. Yeah, wrestling for the... Uh, I'd like to say top Chicago indie promotion. Yeah, I'd like to say the definitely the top Freelance Chicago indie wrestling. promotion. Shout out to Freelance Wrestling. Yeah, you guys should check them out. They know what they're doing. You know, they're really good. And mm-hmm. They're doing um, a uh, warehouse show, you know, because unfortunately it, 
it does this whole quarantine whatnot has hit you know a lot of professional wrestlers really badly so it has right in the pockets check them out you know and donate some money i don't i don't know when the date of the show is but instead of a hot dog and a handshake you're just getting a hot dog no you, handshake you're just getting an elbow touch and an elbow drop <laughs> yeah. i don't know but um yeah so we noticed a lot of them were doing that and uh I'm finding a little bit of inconsistency with the stories I've heard on the other podcasts. I mean, not everyone has the greatest memories, but I figure it's our turn to tell our side of our childhood and everyone else because, you know, why not? You know, it, it, I feel like it gives a chance for, like, all of us, like, everyone that wrestled together, like, a inside look to uh, how everyone's view was growing up wrestling, yeah, which is kind of cool. I guess we'll just give you a timeline history report on, you know, yeah. us growing up, I guess. So um, everything actually started, you know, way before even these guys that were doing these podcasts uh, were even doing it. And that all started, I would say, back in about sixth grade when I met you. Yeah, you moved in, like, literally right across the street from me. Yeah, and you were, uh, at the time, you were best friends with uh, Greg Pesic. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the, you guys were, like, the only two guys I really hung out with in the school. Yeah. And so it was kind of cool that I ended up moving, because I think I met you before I moved. And then I ended up moving right by you and found you guys and was like, oh, man, you guys live right here, you know? I don't even know how we started. Is that how we started talking? Yeah, that? well, no, we started talking in school. We were both in Mr. Pilot's class. Okay, all right. Sixth grade. I wonder you and Greg and me, okay. so we became friends at school. I wonder. I wonder who was the first one to like. I'm sure I approached talk, you guys. So you made the first move. I always make the first move. Oh, okay, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we started talking, and then it ended up. You know, my parents lost their house. We ended up moving into an apartment. We moved over to the other side of the tracks over there, and I'm walking in the neighborhood just trying to you know look up my surroundings and. One day I was walking past uh, Greg Pesek's house, and there you guys both were hanging out in the driveway with a video camera. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was, you know, oh, my God, there they are, my friends from school. Holy crap. Good times. We were slamming each other through uh, uh, mattresses set up as, as a <laughs> fake table. So that that was the start. That was Two the trash cans, and then you What got you guys started doing that? I don't know. <coughs> I mean, it's how it always starts with, you know, kids emulating what they see on TV. We were fans of, obviously, WWF at the time. Watched a lot of wrestling. Yeah. And then, obviously, hey, let's go <laughs> wrestle in your backyard, you know? And that's pretty much how it started. So that started out. Do you remember what it was called, what you guys called it? No. And it was, not only was it, it was me and Greg, but it was me, Greg, and a friend of ours, Kevin, that wrestled, too. It was the three of us. Kevin? Yeah. Not the Kevin I'm thinking of, right? Uh, maybe. You know. No, he was later on, I think, after me. It might, no, he was he was there, I think. Well, I just remember the two of you guys. Well, it started off with the two of us. I came around. Yeah. You guys would videotape. He'd pull his mattress outside in the backyard. Yeah. You guys would use it as a table. And slam each other through it. Yeah, put it on top and of two upside-down garbage cans. Save this table ever. Jump off the deck and do stupid shit. Yeah. And none of us really knew wrestling moves, really, no, per se. No, it wasn't like... <laughs> It wasn't really anything structured. It, that didn't come till later on. It was more like us just going out and videotaping each other, slamming each other through, like, the mattress and slamming each other and whatnot, you know. But I think that's how it always starts with everybody. But then, you know what, it turned into costumes, and 
I remember a couple times, yeah, like Greg would wear that gorilla suit. A gorilla suit? You remember it was like a furry gorilla bodysuit, like it was a gorilla Halloween costume. Are you serious? Yeah. Why do I not recall that? I That is like one of my most vivid memories of him That's coming so out of the random. garage with that. And we'd have the card. We made title belts out of cardboard. Do you remember okay, that? Okay, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. So it got, I, I'm thinking that was called BWF too, you know. It's, we'll get into a, a different BWF later, but. Is every <coughs> wrestling federation BWF? I'm sure it was Backyard Wrestling Federation backyard. BWF, yeah. But, um, yeah, that went on, and then you started coming over, and that went on for a little while. Which brings me to here. uh, I remember my first wrestling name was Jester. What is it? It was. I wore that stupid Mardi Gras Jester hat that my dad had on his dresser or something. Do you remember your first wrestling, your first backyard wrestling name? I think my first backyard wrestling name was Maniac, and I had a Jason, like a really cheap Jason mask. (laughs) <laughs> it was like a dollar store Jason mask, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that must have been my first uh, wrestling gimmick. <laughs> yeah, we, we we all played multiple characters, I think. Yeah, but then a um, little after that, um, I think that was when, um, during that time, was when me and Greg started kind of like uh, distan- distancing ourselves, you know, because he had... Um, made other friends and i mean that's what happens when you grow up you m- make new friends and you know different friendships form and whatnot and he was off doing his own thing and then mining your friendship just started so like we were getting really close yeah so when he kind of fell out of the picture that's when um we started wrestling in your apartment oh yeah in the third because, floor yeah because you're like we could just wrestle in my room in my in my apartment and i'm like okay And I feel like that's where it really took off. Yeah, so we started doing that. Um, And that's when I first first met uh, Jess. Yeah, my sister. And we had her wrestling, too. Uh She was a big part of it uh, at the start. Very big part of it. And then we would would, um, have uh, the two mattresses in the center of the room. And then we would take one of those um, giant plastic tote bins. And uh, that would be the announce table. And I would sit in the uh, in the closet with the chair, and I would announce, do the music and whatnot. Yeah, and you use your little Walkman CD player with some computer speakers, yeah. and we didn't even record that. <laughs> no, that a lot of that was lost, we and I wish did we did it had for it. ourselves. And uh, you know, most of the matches was me and my sister wrestling yeah. each other. Yeah, uh, JD Punk, and at that time, I think I had switched my name after seeing some indie shows uh, to the Double M. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like uh, you know, uh, Tom um, had said before, like LWF was the uh, the big catalyst, the influence. Yeah, the big uh, Chicago indie promotion at the time, and um, you know, we would all that was like those were our idols. Yeah, and the thing is, if you think about it now, like all those indie guys, you see them, you know, you're like. Okay, they're just regular guys, you know, out and, you know, the same as we are now, regular. They were like superheroes. But yeah, they me. were like larger. <laughs> at that time, they were larger than life. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, these guys are like stars. Like, Yeah, for real. But, uh, you know, the funniest thing I, I, the well, the greatest memory I have of like wrestling in your bedroom a lot is when we would try and have our own little pyrotechnics. Oh, boy. Yeah, Sylvester would bring over the bottle rockets. And we would have, like, we, I would take, like, um, bottle rockets, and I would tape straws to it, and then I would take thread, 
or string and I would string it from like the corners of the wall, like straight into the center of the room. <laughs> right and, above the mattresses. Yeah, and shoot them like we had pyrotechnics. No, oh, just above the flammable material. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> and we, what, we called ourselves XBW, Extreme Bedroom Wrestling. Yeah. So it'd be like, welcome to XBW Wrestling. And we'd both jump and light one from each side. Yeah. And it would shoot into the middle of the room and pop right over the bed. Yep. So and eh. sometimes you had to run up and stomp your foot on the mattress, put put a little spark uh, out, or and then there's the uh, good old uh, <coughs> uh, bingo dabber. Oh yeah, fake blood. Yeah, we would use my mom's red bingo dabbers for fake blood. Your head would be stained for a couple yeah. days after that. Or like how you used to like slam the two colas together. <laughs> yeah, like I was stone like cold. Stone cold. And I would do that in my room, all over my rug, all over everything. Man, I wish we recorded that. But yeah, those are some, some of the, the some of it's still on tape though. We actually do have like that's the really really early stuff, but like we still do have some of that bedroom stuff on tape. Like I just uploaded it to my computer. So. Yeah, so we got a couple little things. But uh I guess um it really took off um after we were doing that for a while, we started uh kind of doing it a little more. I think, you know, being that young, too, I think we made a flyer once and invited a couple kids from the neighborhood up into the room to watch. Okay, yeah. And then, you know, those kids that came to watch, uh, um, one of them was Matt Sorgan. I think we had Guy Ross. Mm. And then, you know, Well, you got to forget, sudden, too, like around that time is when um, we started talking, because we were all in the same classroom. Um, that's when we started talking to uh, Andy. Yeah, well, I've knew Andy since I was in kindergarten. You knew Andy since you were kindergarten. I met Andy through you, and um, that's when he started. He was a big fan of wrestling too, so now he started coming around. And yeah, we'd get him every once in a while to come out, and um, you know he'd do some shows in our bedroom with us. And that's a big dude. Even back then, in that age, he was a big dude to be. You know, we were slamming around third floor apartment building. Now, let me paint you a picture, guys. <laughs> I lived in a three flat apartment on the third floor. My, I'm the oldest out of six kids. At the time, there was five of us in that apartment, three-bedroom apartment. My mom worked, you know, and my dad was, you know, always gone at work. So it was just pretty much the kids, all of us, you know, fending for ourselves. And uh, underneath us, the apartment directly below us was my landlord, oh, the owners of the building. I feel so bad. Now. <laughs> now, my parents would leave for work. I'd orchestrate these wrestling events where we're slamming each other on these mattresses and onto the floor. Bang, bang, bang. You got to imagine what that sounds like coming through your roof. <laughs> I'm surprised we never crashed through the ceiling. And uh, we put them people through hell. Yeah, I feel bad. And they never threw us out until the very end there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we were there for a lot of years. Yeah. But, um, yeah, about that time we met Andy, um, we kind of – Started. He had a bigger room. I remember. Yeah. Bigger bedroom, and his he dad was always gone. It was just him. Yeah. So. So it was Andy. Did was he the one that let us? He kind of orchestrated. Like, hey guys, well, why don't we move it to my house? Yeah. Because we were getting like my landlord would come upstairs banging on the door. He'd unlock the door and come in and start screaming at us because he knew he's like it's just a bunch of kids up here. What the hell is going on? And we were getting sick of that. So. That uh, actually transferred into moving into Andy's and starting to do the wrestling there. Yeah. And also at that point when we started doing that, like I said, we had had some kids coming up, you know, watching us. And Matt Sorgan, rest in peace, 
uh, good friend of ours, uh, you know, he really took a shining to it. He was like, like enamored by it. He was like, oh man, this is so cool. I want to do this. Matt was really into it. And I think that's just what made it so much better too. Yeah. And then, so we got him into it and we teach taught him a little bit and, you know, we all taught yeah. each other. And then, obviously, Matt was a fan of wrestling, too. I mean, we're, we all were fans of wrestling. For the well, most it was part. big in the, at that time, you know, yeah. in the 90s. Um, so, from there, we started wrestling at Andy's and having a couple people once in a while. And, that's... and then we met um, through Matt. I'll never forget the day I met him. I can actually paint the exact picture. <laughs> I can't remember the day. Uh, we went to uh, Matt Sorgan's house to pick him up for an event. Okay. We were going to do that. This was actually, we haven't even touched on this yet, but this was actually a guy's house. Okay. We went to Matt's to pick him up, and Matt said, oh, guys, I got this cool friend. It was in the summer. Matt had summer school, remember? Okay. Um, So Matt was in, I think, seventh grade at the time, uh-huh. and he goes, oh, guys, I got this kid. He's in sixth grade. He's super cool. Um, He goes to summer school with me. He really wants to, you know, train with us and be <laughs> this is how pro we thought we were he really wants to train with us and become you know become a wrestler and you know wrestle our shows so Life i was, was like so well uh, so then. i'm so me i think i was the guy that was like in charge of running things at the time yeah. and uh <laughs> i was like oh yeah well let's uh let's uh, meet him and see what he's got and you know we'll put him through this whole extensive like interview process and training <laughs> like i'm vince mcmahon or something <laughs> So oh, I, I, Matt comes out of his door, and I'm standing in front of Matt's, and Matt was lived in that little uh, apartment, like, cul-de-sac thingy. Yeah, those were nice apartments, There though. was a nice little creek, and all of a sudden I see this kid sitting in the grass down by the creek, oh. and Matt's like, hey, Craig, and Craig comes walking up, quietest kid I ever met in my life, Didn't, wouldn't say a word. Yeah. He was a shy, he was a really shy kid. I mean, he's very outspoken now. Oh, but, man, yeah. He was the shyest one out of all of us. But, um, yeah, so he walked up. Uh, he's going to kill me for this. Wearing a dark Lotus T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't say a word. Matt pretty much had to talk for him. Um, but uh, we all, you know, walked over to Guy's house to start doing our wrestling show. Where was I? You were with me. Was I? Yeah. I don't remember any of this. You don't remember it? I don't remember it. Mean- I don't. All I just remember is. Boom. One day well, Craig was there wrestling. Yes. One day he was just there wrestling and we all <laughs> no, knew each no, other. Yeah, we met him. And uh, so we walked down to Guy's house and we had our show and we didn't know Craig yet. So I think we had him wrestle Matt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So we just had him wrestle Matt. And then it yeah, was, and he was, was the new kid. So it was kind of like, just like, I could pretty much, I could tell this kid to do whatever he wants, whatever we want. And he's going to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause they wrestled together for a while too. Him and Matt wrestled a few, like a lot of matches. Yeah, they did. When we were not doing anything, they would go out and wrestle. Yeah. So that, you know, even us, when we weren't doing anything, we'd go out and wrestle. Yeah, that's true. So that being said, we met Craig, we moved to Andy's. Everything was great over there. We would do all these shows at Andy's in his bedroom. This is the second floor bedroom. The house was dilapidated, about to fall over. Yeah. <laughs> so every time you like took a bump on the mattress, you were like afraid you're gonna fall through. Oh, the, the whole kitchen. room was just. <laughs> whole room would shake. And we would jump off of his dresser, and he still has that dresser in his garage, to this day. Oh yeah. But uh, so I pointed that out. I was like, is that, is that the dresser? 
He's like, yep, that's a dresser. The dresser was our top rope. I'm like, that should belong in a museum. It does. It does. Belong that needs to belong in the museum. So we would jump off that dresser. Even he would jump off that dresser. And we, you know, the, we had two mattresses stacked as our, um, as our ring, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, a lot of people wrestled there. Yeah. A lot. Um, we recorded what on a VHSC camera? Too, yeah. That recorded straight to big VHS tapes. That was the first <laughs> camera we used to record <laughs> our wrestling. Good God. And we'd hang a bed sheet across the threshold to the bedroom. Yeah. And on the other side of the threshold was a, like a walk-in closet. Yeah. Where we all kept our gear. Oh, that was the, uh, the dressing backstage. room, the backstage room, area. Backstage. And um, we, you know, Andy, I'd draw on his face with the you know, Crayola markers to mm-hmm. do his face paint. And, <laughs> and mine, too. Yeah. And sometimes you got lucky and we get a little bit of Halloween makeup and... You can do your face paint like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never liked wearing face paint <laughs> at all. I couldn't. I know you didn't. It's and, uh, so uncomfortable. So we did shows. We did shows. We were all, you know, I think for the most part at that point, you had Craig, we had Sly, me, Andy. Me and Andy, and I think Sly had a couple, but me and Andy had about like five characters mm-hmm. each that we'd perform and as. Yeah, that was like the click. That was the group. That was... uh XBW, Extreme Bedroom Wrestling at the time. And I think we've had a lot of name changes. We went from XBW, I think we were XWA at one point. Mm-hmm. I think I was IBW I came yeah. up with once. Well, I went um, from Extreme uh, Bedroom Wrestling to Extreme Backyard Wrestling. So, But that was after we kind of grew. So then yeah. after that, you know, I pulled in my cousin Dominic, Kid Chaotic. Uh, <laughs> now it's Kid Chaos, my tag team partner, Kid Chaotic. Rockin', okay. rockin', Rock big it. part of this. We kind of left him out a little bit here, but uh, he was a big part going into Andy's. You know, uh, another yeah. neighborhood kid that we you know hooked up with, and all the neighborhood kids who love wrestling. So we brought him into this, and you so know, it was me, you, disorder, Dominic, and DC Devil's rockin'. Child, and we had you know our regular like you know I'm here one week, I'm not here the next week, and you know kind of guys like yeah. we had uh, Ray Aeropostale. <laughs> I gave him that name. I kind of, as as these guys kind of came in uh, off the street, I guess you would say, I kind of just gave them wrestling names and like, here, you're going to wrestle. <laughs> they were like, okay. You know, and half these guys maybe didn't, weren't into wrestling or watched wrestling as much, but you were like, you know what? Here, just come in. Here's your character. Here's your name. I need here's, an extra body. Here's your entrance music. Just, you know, we're going to slam you around for a little bit. A little cool, little cool <laughs> on camera, you know, just, you know, just, just do it. And they did. And, you know, we did a lot of crazy stuff, you know, for our age, too, we were doing. Did we start using, like, um, weapons and stuff at the time, too? Oh, my God, yeah. We were started, uh, I think we started out with, you know, the basics. Like, well, when me and my sister started, it was Double M and JD Punk. We were using um, pop cans. We were using cookie sheets, cookie sheets, Christmas lights. Oh, yeah. Remember the Christmas lights? I'd put the Christmas lights across her stomach and send Tom Bomb off the dresser. Or slam her on the Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah. Or she slammed me on the Christmas lights. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. And then we, when we got into Andy's, we kind of upgraded to we were using regular, the round light bulbs. Remember, we were like taping them to like plastic tops. I like how tops. everything just progressively got more violent as we got older. And then we started messing with alcohol at your... Um, I think that was your idea to start yeah. messing with rubbing alcohol I was, and fire. I was the fire guy. I was like, let's start slamming each other through fire, you know. Uh, so that was a thing. 
All right. Um, so then we graduated to the fire. Yeah, uh, that was... That <laughs> all was, you. Yeah, that was all me. Uh, Sylvester was the kind of guy that was like, he wouldn't do the shit at first. <laughs> <laughs> he would tell you, he, he, he'd get all this excitement built up and he'd be like, I got you this know one. what would be a great idea, guys? <laughs> Still do that to this day. <laughs> Why don't you guys take this alcohol and pour it on this piece of cardboard, <laughs> light it on fire, and then slam each other through it? And it'll be great. Well, the thing was, though, is first it didn't start with alcohol because I wasn't really like, you know, we were kids, so I didn't know what was flammable and not flammable. Obviously, <laughs> I'm not going to be like, pour gasoline on there. But uh, what I would do is I would go to, and this, I would call it the Backyard Wrestling's Superstore, the dollar store. <laughs> and I would think, like, what's the most flammable products I can think of? And we would, I would take like, oh, what would I take? A bunch of cleaning products, some hairspray and a bunch of shit and just pour it, buy like five, six dollars worth of this stuff and then buy a, an empty spray bottle, <laughs> pour it all in there and mix it up. Oh, yeah. Didn't you have a plastic bottle and you put a label on it that said BLW or no, I call it the X XBW Flame? XBW Flame. <laughs> so every time we would light stuff on fire, I'd be like, we'd be like get the XBW Flame, put some flame on that. Just this mystery concoction of whatever chemicals and light on fire. Oh yeah, like real good. Yeah, and I was, and then that that worked for a while, and then afterwards I finally realized you just use alcohol. That shit will just. Yeah. You know, and that's literally how almost uh, you know Dominic ended up with you know third degree burns. Oh yeah. <laughs> light his ass on fire. You gotta. One time we didn't have anything. I remember you lighting a napkin on fire and throwing it on the mattress to get me slammed on it. Mm -hmm. I still have scars on my back from that. I mean, I took my fair share of getting slammed through fire, Little too. Little known fact, if you light a napkin on fire and stick it to your skin, it will stick. Yikes. And it does not go out. But, um, and then after that, then we uh, came across the, uh, the uh, trademark uh, backyard wrestling weapon. Fluorescent light tubes. Yep. Fluorescent light tubes, and the rest oh, was history yeah. from there on out. And we started realizing these fluorescent light tubes, they blow up, they look cool, they leave like yeah. a poof of dust. And how old were we at the time? Uh, I would say we are getting into like 13, 14, 15 So year about 13, 14, 15 year old, about five of them crammed up into this, in this tiny bedroom. Tiny little bedroom. Tiny little bedroom, smashing glass and lighting each other on fire. And what, then breathing in all that mercury what, dust. What and kids do that, you know? We could have, like, been out, like, partying, doing weird shit. Nope. We're just going to set ourselves on fire and blow each other up. But you know what? I think that, that kept us from a lot of shit that we yeah. could have, you know, ended up getting into. I think that's what always made me feel, like, awesome. You know? That we were those kids. Because I'm sure people probably thought we were like the weird kids, not the popular kids. But to me, I felt like we were like the unique, cool kids. Like, I felt like nobody else in this whole neighborhood or anywhere else is doing what we're doing. Like, we're the unique ones, you know? Yeah, like, we, we felt like we were the only kids out there yeah. doing it. And we've seen videos of other people doing it other places, but you never thought, you know. Um, which leads us to the next part of the... Uh, Saga, I guess. So we never thought that um, nobody else was doing it around Classic us. Saga. Well, no, um, um, you forgot. Uh, <laughs> um, through well, for me, through Matt. That's when we met Guy. Yeah, Guy Ross. Let Guy me give Ross. a shout out to him if yeah. he's listening. And uh, from Andy's bedroom, he we moved to Guy's basement. 
Yeah. And then we were like, we have a whole basement <laughs> for wrestling shows. And there was a separate room and a bathroom where we can get ready. And yeah. there's a whole dressing room area. So little by little, it was like <coughs> the area expanded, you know, like bigger and bigger. And he had like two futons. We can lay them out. It was like a bigger yeah. ring. And like so to us, that was like a huge like new upgrade we were like whoa shit's getting serious now now guy for <laughs> so guy did the same thing i did he would wait till his parents went to work we would come to his and his sister's house kelly and we'll give her a shout out too hey, come... how she's doing i think she's Talk doing to... i run into her every once in a Do while you? yeah she works at the well i think at walmart in crestwood really yeah oh that's good but um we would um you know, go over there. Guy's like, yeah, you guys can wrestle in my basement. We He would wait till his parents were gone. He'd give me a call or whatever. I don't know how we got in touch when we didn't have cell phones. But we'd go to his house. His parents would be gone. We'd get down to the basement. We'd set this whole wrestling event up, do all this crazy shit, break all this glass, do that. And there's Guy not wrestling with us. Uh, I think once in a while we got him to do it. I, I love, like, in one of the videos where, like, wrestling and someone gets slammed through a light tube. And in the background, the match is going on. Or in the video, the match is going on. And in the background, there's a guy just casually, like, sweeping up the glass yeah. for the broom. <laughs> just like, this is this is just every day. Like, so this, whole, this is the norm. <laughs> so this whole shit was going on. We'd do this whole show for, like, probably, like, two or three hours. Yeah. And then we'd clean everything up, put it all back perfect the way it was, and leave, and his parents were none the wiser. Yeah. And that went on for probably, I would say, a good year or two yeah for a while yeah it went on for a while you know so we would do that and i mean we would go upstairs and we would uh because and this was like in the early days of um um cd burning and whatnot so <laughs> we're that old um yeah we'd go upstairs and burn a cd with he was one of the very few people that we all knew that had a pc with like internet and like uh file sharing software so he had what was it like kazaa or limewire yeah type, something weird like that bear share who knows yeah and we would go up there and we would burn our entrance theme music on the cd on the cd bring it downstairs is and play it, it. is that where the xbw volume one and all that yeah started, i think huh? i think that's where they were actually made i don't remember but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we would uh, do that. We'd play our entrance music. He had a whole stereo so we could actually play yeah. the music. We'd try doing, like, different, like, you know, fog machine pyrotechnics and stuff. I remember one time you coming out with sparklers in your hands. Yeah, or someone got that did. Uh, I did. I brought a pack of firecrackers, laid it on a wooden board. It wasn't even a wooden board. It was, like, a piece of wooden siding for, like, a, a house or something like that. And <laughs> I lit the firecrackers, and I slammed you through it, I think. Yeah. No, I got slammed through it. You I got did. slammed you through did. firecrackers, yeah. So, which is my idea, too. So. Mm. That was probably the craziest thing you did at that point. Yeah. Um, I was like, might as well just take it. You know, why not? Yeah, with your hoodie on and everything else. It still hurt. Yeah, and that's the thing. We'd go through, like, we were still at that point in, in our careers <laughs> where we yeah. would, you know, you'd go through something like that. But we were like, you were like, oh, well, I'm going to go through a fluorescent light bulb. I put, put on two hoodies and a, and a jersey <laughs> yeah. and this underneath my stuff just so I don't get hurt. Yeah. So we were careful to an extent. We still did really I don't know how careful you can shit. be, you know, when you're, when you're 
slamming light bulbs on your friend's heads. Well, to, uh, well, we weren't doing heads yet. We didn't get oh, there. Oh, yeah, that's true. We that came slowly with time. <laughs> we built up courage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, not only were we wrestling it, um, that was when I got my video camera too. Around that time. That was when we first started really getting into recording. Was this when we got into the Hi8? Yeah, that's when I got my Hi8 camera. And um, that's when, like, it started really picking up because I was like, I got a camera, guys. Now we can record wherever and whenever we want. <laughs> so not only were we doing uh, wrestling shows at Guy's house, but then we were going out and wrestling around the neighborhood. In the park. In the park. Uh, Ridgelon School. Anywhere we could find a spot, really. Yeah, wrestling like behind apartment buildings and whatnot. So you found a mattress in the garbage. Bam, wrestling event. Yeah. So I think at that point, it, like wrestling, because before you know when we first started out, it was like wrestling and then hanging out or wrestling. I think it was yeah. wrestling, and then all the other time was spent like either sitting in my kitchen or sitting yeah. somewhere planning to wrestle. Yeah. So at this point, it was like wrestling all day, every day. Because we weren't, like, wrestling, like, in Guy's Basement. We were wrestling somewhere else, or we were talking about wrestling or planning wrestling. So it was literally, like, wrestling from, like, waking up till wrestling till we go to sleep almost. <laughs> Lived, breathe, and eat wrestling pretty That's much. That's all we did. Yeah. And characters developed, and, um, you know, Craig, freak. That was a good character. Yeah. Um. Me as the double M, Kid Chaotic, Kid Chaos, uh, Dominic as Kid Chaotic, you as, so you were another double M, Madness Mike. Remember yeah. we were double M versus double M matches? Yeah. I had a character freak before Craig had freak, so we did freak versus freak matches. Oh, yeah, okay, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Matt was uh, MP40 Dog yeah. and Insane Jekyll. Insane Jekyll was the first name he used. Uh, Rockin' DC Devil's Child. And yeah. uh, then he graduated from that to Disorder. Okay, yeah, but that came a little later on. Was it? I don't know. Did yeah, he, he became my tag team partner later on. Was he wrestling as Disorder in, in Guy's Basement? I don't remember. Um, Yeah, that's where it all started was Disorder Mayhem in Guy's Basement. Oh, okay. <laughs> we didn't have matching gear yet, but we worked our way up to that later. Oh, yeah, you got that. That was after Best of Backyard Wrestling came out, and I had to go get that Josh Prohibition mask. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's still wrestling, too. Um, Yeah, you guys had the, the hockey masks. Or not hockey masks. Yeah. What were those kind of masks? They were. They're hockey goalie masks. Okay, hockey goalie masks. But they were, like, heavy-duty ones, and yeah. it was the exact same one he had in those videos, yeah. okay. and I found them at Play It Against Sports. Okay, yeah, and you guys had the masks with the Adidas track pants. Yeah, the button-down Adidas yeah. track pants and the black cut-off shirt. Well, he Rockin' had the cut-off shirt. I think he just wrestled shirtless, because you always wrestled shirtless. Yeah, well, I had a good body then. We all were, like, <laughs> chubby and out of shape, and you were just... You had, like, the body for it. Yeah. So you were the only one that almost that were, like, you had the wrestling body, the wrestling hair. Uh, not anymore. Either of them. Both of them are gone. <laughs> Long gone. We were all jealous because we were like, oh, dude, you have, like, the greatest hair for wrestling. And I always did, like, all the best costumes. Yes. And like, I put time into my costumes. That was it. Yeah. You guys would show up in, like, hoodies and sweat T-shirts and stuff, and I'm like, let me pull out my gear. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, so we were doing that for a while. And um, that was when, around that time, um, 
We still we were still XPW. Yeah, we were still XPW. And uh, we called ourselves, I think at that point, Extreme Backyard Wrestling. Even though we weren't really wrestling in a backyard, you know? Yeah. So, um... Because that was the thing, though. It's like we were a backyard wrestling fed that did, never had a backyard. Yeah, we were always that, indoors. That was the problem, because none of our friends, nobody we knew had uh, backyards. I mean, they did, but, you know, their parents aren't going to let us. Most of us were in apartments. Yeah, most of us were in apartments, because, you know... I uh, think all of us were in apartments at that point. Yeah, yeah, because we all lived in the same neighborhood in Chicago Ridge. It was mostly like well, in our areas, all apartments. Yeah, you know. So from there, I think we found the spot because right about that time we're turning, you know, fifteen, sixteen. We're going into high school. Okay, yeah. Okay, that was we're going what, to high 2002? school. Two thousand two. Yeah, and then we realized behind the high school we were going to Richards. Um, there was a kind of like prairie area with a creek. Yeah, that's what it was. Cause the spot, I don't. Um, the spot is actually it's it's a little. Um, it's technically yeah, it's a prairie. It's the prairie behind Richards High School. That's what it was. There's the creek, and then right behind the creek is the prairie. You know, and every summer they burn the prairie. You know. Yeah, it was like cattails and whatever uh-huh. have you. Yeah. But um, I think, I don't know who found it. I want to say I found it walking with somebody who was like, hey, let's go, you know, drink back here or let's go, you know, smoke or something yeah, back here. Yeah, because a lot of the uh, kids from Richards would go back there and they would, uh, I don't know, drink and smoke and whatnot. Yeah, so I think I got, because I, I smoked, you know, cigarettes back then and stuff. <laughs> And you were just marijuana cigarettes. You were like ahead of the time. I was. For us. I was. Yeah. But I think they br- somebody brought me. We ditched school or something one day, and somebody brought me back there, and I was like, you know, this would make a good spot for wrestling. Yeah. So I think I brought you back, you and Craig back there. I was like, dude, we got to check this out. This is a good spot. We can, you know, have wrestling shows and stuff back here. So we walked. We trudged back there. Yeah. And, I mean, there was already, like, a pathway built from, like, kids who snuck back there and drank and stuff. And yeah. So we just kind of like walked this pathway until we found this like spot that somebody had crop circled down. Yeah. <laughs> and they like had like everything was all smashed and flat. So we we're like, oh, perfect. It was like we were literally wrestling in a crop circle. And I, one of us, had, I think in my, I guess we'll call it the wrestling warehouse was my bedroom. We oh, had okay. like accumulated all this like weapons and all this crap. Mm-hmm. I think we had a gym mat at one point, little red gym mat. You remember that? Yeah, the one oh, I little remember red that. gym mat. Yeah. Um. So at this point, what well, what did we we ended up coming across some futon mattresses? Yeah, we pulled them off my couch. Those were off your couch. They were. <laughs> so we. I planned, don't remember that. I thought we found those in the no, garbage. No, no. We found the spot. Uh, we planned this big show. We're going to have this huge wrestling show. It's going to be big. Well, around this time is when Mark came into the picture because our... Um, we just yeah got into high school, met Mark. Yeah, we got into high school, and um, uh, a friend of ours, Mark, I haven't spoken to Mark for years because we went to um, grade school together. And then I remember we I was at a football game, uh, freshman year and he came up to me and he's like uh hey slide you remember me and i'm like he's like mark mark schreiber and i'm like oh my god mark you know 
So, you know, we've reconnected our friendship there. And then, um, did you know Mark? I didn't until high school. Okay. And uh, that's when, um, obviously, Mark was a big fan of WWF and wrestling at the time, too. So then I introduced Mark to all of you guys, you know. Yeah. I don't think I liked him at first. I think we wrestled with him a couple times, and me and him had a couple disagreements. And I think a couple times we booted him out of shows. Really? I don't remember. Yeah. I think I'm one time I kicked him out of Andy's house. <laughs> I don't remember. That's actually me kicking him out of Andy's house, I think, is how he met... Um, Norat. Oh, PTP. He found out. He was telling him about it, and he's like, oh, well, we do that too. Okay, yeah, because, oh, Mark was doing that with us. Mark started doing it with us, and I threw him out. Okay. I was like, no, because I was a dickhead. But <laughs> I always thought that because Mark, because this, this is right around the time when we got introduced to BWF. <clears throat> no, so you had told Mark about the wrestling he started wrestling with us. I threw him out. He's like, well, whatever. A couple of days later, it turned out, oh, well, I don't care. I found a new wrestling thing. Oh, okay. I didn't know. So, um, but before we get into that, I want to, yeah, so we set up that whole event, remember, at the spot, the first event at the spot. Okay. I invited a bunch of people back there, girls, everybody, okay? And we had our first event back Who there. Who does that? What? Well, how we, made, we? we made flyers. We tried to hang them up at the gas station. Remember uh, Buzz In, Buzz Out? Okay, okay. We tried to hang flyers Stay, there. People were going to pay money or to, to show up in some uh, prairie cornfield looking thing mm-hmm. to watch a bunch of 15-year-old kids. Well, and then we had, like, you know, girlfriends and friends. and I never had any girlfriends. Well, you know, we had people that we <laughs> knew show, show yeah, up. Yeah, oh, we had a lot of people back there. And we had a little wrestling event. And, you know, then we, you know, we'd go between the spot and we'd go to Andy's once. Once in a while. And yeah, we kind of rotated, like shows at Andy's house, shows at the spot. Depending on, yeah, the weather or what have you. I'm surprised we never uh, <laughs> caught anything or got sick or anything happened from wrestling in the spot. Yeah, it was not the greatest place. No, because I remember times where, like, we would, um, they had a lot of wolf spiders in the spot. Oh, yeah. And I remember every time one of us would get slammed Boom. Remember like, that time when we lit all those cattails on fire? Oh, yeah. And it, like, everything just started, like, going up in flames everywhere? Yeah, we got scared for a minute there. We ran the fuck out of there. But I remember every time someone were to get slammed, boom, there'd be, like, ten wolf spiders just, whoosh, like, scurrying, scurrying everywhere. <laughs> for a moment there, it was like, what are we doing? <laughs> but, um, yeah, in the wintertime, it wasn't too bad, but in the summertime... And also at that time, when we started wrestling the spot, we had already just met Maiden. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we found out that there was another wrestling organization in our neighborhood. No, that we, we met. Was but we met PWF before EBW. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I'm a hundred percent, like ninety five percent sure we met PWF before EBW. I'm pretty sure we met Maiden at LWF first. Huh. You think so? I think I am almost 100% positive. Hmm. We knew them from the LWF shows, like Tom and Mike. Okay. But I don't think we actually clicked together yet. Um, I remember very well going to an LWF event, wearing my homemade XBW shirt. Okay. And uh, 
Do you remember that? Remember okay, I had a gray yeah. T-shirt that I cut the sleeves off and wrote XBW. Okay, oh yeah, because Maiden did wrestle at Andy's house too. Yeah, so we had we kind of met both of them we around had the gone same time to an LWF event, and I wore that shirt as the and I'm using my fingers as quotations owner okay. of the XBW, and this big I swear to God at the time he had to be like 300 pounds, man, that big guy. Yeah, he was big at the time. For his age, too. Yeah. And uh, he had he looked like an adult walking up to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt. And he's like, oh, so you guys, you know, you guys, what's XBW? And I'm like, oh, it's uh, my company, Extreme Backyard Wrestling. You know, we do shows here and there. And he's talking us up and this and that. We got this many guys on the roster. And... uh He's like, oh, well, I work, I'm a scout for EBW, Extreme Backyard Wrestling. We got a ring, and we got this, and we got that, and we're looking for talent, and I got excited. Yeah. I think we all got excited a little bit. Yeah, when we met them, that was a real, um, it was a real shock to us. But we hadn't gone to meet them yet. Yeah. Um, so he's telling me, you know, talking them up and they got a ring and they got this and they wrestle in Oaklawn. And I'm like, how did we not even know this was right under our nose? Yeah, for real. I, I always wondered that too. But, uh, turns out we went there for the first time, met everybody. They were really standoffish. Nobody talked to us. We kind of stood in a corner and watched everything going on. We were going there expecting to be able to wrestle and have a good time and stuff like we do. Yeah. But it was just a really awkward, like atmosphere. Like we were the outcast, like. They had a really structured um, show, though. They did. Because the thing was, though, is we were just used to doing our own thing. Chaos and, and disorder. And just doing whatever we want. So when we stepped into this backyard and it was like like a setup camera and just a homemade actual wrestling ring, it just, I felt like. Yeah, they built that whole ring. Way out of, out of our league. Yeah, they had ropes and everything. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, and, and here's me standing there looking at Sylvester like, no, dude, we're good. We're fine. We are great. Because, I mean, I think if you look at other backyard wrestlers and look at what we were doing, we were doing a lot. We were actually, you know, like, I think we were all very, very good and realized that we would be even better in a ring. Yeah. So when did BWF come into the picture then? So at about, it was all about the same time we met them. So we met the EBW. Um, the second time we had gone there, this was after we ki I kicked Mark out. Mark had hooked up with BWF. Mm -hmm. And the next time we went to EBW, Mark and Norat were there. Were they? And they're like, we're BWF. You know, we're checking EBW out to see if we want to come over here. And we're like, oh, well, we're XBW, soon to be BLW. We're looking at them. To oh, see yeah, because at the time, what what made us decide to change the name? Um, I think it was just we were kind of branching out. We were extreme bedroom wrestling, extreme backyard wrestling, and then just kind of. Okay, so at that point, we were just like, we need something a little more. Something new. Yeah, something more uh, cemented. like. So we had the XBW. We had the website that we had built. Remember XBW website? Yeah, at, um, the, at the time we then updated. Uh, was that hometown. AOL.com. GeoCities. GeoCities was first. It was hometown, then it was GeoCities. Yeah. yeah. So XBW hometown. Yeah. 
And then we we upgraded to BLW. We just we me and you sat down. I remember we were like, we need to think of a name, something really cool, and just beyond limits wrestling. There are no limits in sports entertainment. Beyond the limits of wrestling. <laughs> so yeah, that's when BLW was born. Mm-hmm. And we had our small roster. I think that's what it was. Was we had a more kids were coming to work with us and be on our shows. So we kind of. You know, I think like when we first started, it was like just kids hanging out, wrestling, having fun. But the, uh, excuse me, Um, the older we got and as the years went by, the more, um, you know, structured it became Mm -hmm. like um, I think it got more serious, not more serious to where like it was a job, but more serious to like. Now we have these characters. Now we have, um, like a whole roster, a roster, yeah. and now like we're an actual thing. Thing now, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like we have shows and show names, and we do it on this date, <laughs> on this date, and this day every week. We had a whole website. Will you want to yeah. like kind of talk about the website for a minute here? Oh yeah, um, yeah. The nice thing about that is, at the time, this was before, um. Um, obviously before YouTube and, you know, obviously smartphones were out. So at the time you could create, um, uh, a free website, um, GeoCities, I believe it was through Google. I don't remember, but, um, you know, GeoCities and we had, uh, created our own website and, uh, it had all of our biographies on it and, uh, we started uploading uh, videos on it too. So now people from around the world could come and check out our videos. So that was kind of like a serious thing. So not only did it was kids around from the neighborhood were seeing our wrestling, but people from around the world were watching these kids too, starting to wrestle. So that was kind of a neat thing that kind of like took off at the time. Well, yeah. And then we had like, I don't know. You were like the webmaster. You did it all because you were like you had a computer at home. Yeah, I was. At I was, this point, yeah, I had a, a new, well, at that time, newish computer. <laughs> to think about what that thing looked like. Yeah. And like what we're sitting in front of now. Oh yeah, that's that's just how fast <laughs> technology and computers advanced, you know. But you know, I had the nice new computer and camera at the time, so I was the guy that put the videos up and organized the websites and all that stuff. Yeah, but so we all took bio pictures and did bios on all the characters. And yeah. You know, we the were owners were CM Sly, mm. which was Sylvester there, and mm. Little Mikey, which was me. You know, because we were like, this is a thing now. Like, we're not just like a bunch of kids wrestling around, just, mm-hmm. you know. Now we're starting to organize shit. And now it's a real organized type, like, group thing. like. And we had a message board. Uh-huh. And, you know, we, everybody would post on there. And But at this time, too, like I said, we were meeting BWF. Yeah. Medi BW realized that that's not going to work out for us. Yeah, we were like, these guys are a little too. <coughs> so we met BWF. Yeah. Uh, we Dance. met Mike Norat. Yeah. Uh, after I, throwing Mark out, Mark had decided to find, well, I guess he found these guys and decided, well, I don't need the, you guys because I got another wrestling company. Well, I mean, I was talking to Mark, and uh, I remember um, I went P2P, or, uh, Mike Norat went to school with us, too. Yeah. And I remember he was I was a grade higher than us. I think. Yeah, he was a year older. Yeah. So I remember always seeing him around Richard's. 
here and there. And uh, Mark was friends And at with the LWF events, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, at the LWF events, too. We'd see him and uh, Red Rapture, Tom Oakry. Yeah, him and Tom were always at the LWF events. And <laughs> Tom went to what, Oak Lawn? Or what school did Tom, high school? Tom no, to? I think like Stag or Revis or something like remember. that. Somewhere. But he went there, and then Mike went to Richards, and I remember seeing him around Richards, and I was like, oh, that's like that the LWF guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I didn't know that they wrestled too. Mm. But that's not until uh, Mark introduced me to him, like formally introduced me to him. Wasn't it funny how we all conducted ourselves like we were businessmen too? Like this is uh, this is Mike Norod. He's owner of the BWF. Well, <laughs> the thing was though is I, me and Matt were the first ones to really introduce ourselves to all of them. Yeah. Because um, Mark was like, oh, you should come out to a show and check it out. I'm going to say this is kind of conceited of me as a kid too, but like I was like – I think I was more standoffish meeting other people because, like, I liked what we had going and, like, I was running, you know, me and you were running the shows and, like, planning the cards and who's going to be champion. Yeah. And I was, like, not into, really? like, let's... I, I always thought it was cool to find people that were doing the same thing we were. I was like, oh, my God, there's more kids that are, like, wrestling like this. That's so cool. Like, I thought we were the only ones, but there's more people. This is so awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um... So yeah, you guys I, went to their first the the first BWF show. You yeah, uh, I don't know if Mark picked me and Matt up or if we rode with uh, Mike Norod, but I think Mark because Mark was driving at the time. He was driving that black Taurus, I believe, Ford Taurus, and mm-hmm. um, he, we, me and Matt, drove together to uh, whose house? Dustin's house was it? Dustin's house? Big D. Big D. We we went to his house, <laughs> and um, that was just cool to me because I was like. It's this whole another. There's another group of kids, another group of together. kids getting together doing what we do, and it's like, but their own style of it. Like I was so into it, I was like, this is awesome. Do you ever go to a backyard wrestling show that you didn't wrestle for, and you're just like, kind of felt like, uh, I don't know, not royalties, wrong word, but like, okay, I'm about to show them what I know how to do. You know, uh, not, not really, but. No, not, not, not. I mean, because you were really good at some pretty crazy shit that other kids that we hooked up with later on weren't doing. Well, when I got the thing, <laughs> okay, here's the thing about BWF and us, and I think this is why when we got together and combined, why it made like the perfect chemistry <laughs> for like the best like super fed, was because all of us as BLW were yeah. all like the small tiny guys. <laughs> And BWF was was all the big, bulky dudes, tall, bulky guys. So you had like the the, the heavyweights, and aerial like, guys, and the aerial like the cruiserweights, the lightweights. <laughs> so when we finally got all together, it just was like perfect chemistry. I do kind you know? of feel like when we first started with BWF too, I feel like we had been wrestling longer, so we kind of had more of like a structure I to guess. the way we wrestled. Yeah. But I remember. Um, me and Matt showing up and we watched, I don't even think, oh, we did. We recorded some of the show. We recorded their show and uh, we watched a few matches. And then finally, I think we had a match. Yeah. And I remember seeing that. I tape. was like, okay, I'm going to do some cool stuff that they've never seen before. I remember you doing the, the frog splash off of Dustin's pool deck in yeah. the field. Yeah. But, um, but the thing also, the, the <coughs> thing about, um, 
that was um it was kind of like intimidating for me to see that because they were such bigger guys and they were really like slamming like this was the first time i've ever seen like like guys taking full-fledged full-fledged slams like on flat grass and ground i was like shit these guys are are legit like damn like these guys really (laughs) don't hold back but you know it was cool we got to keep in mind they probably had like 90 pounds on each of us yeah but um it was cool though because i was just so like wow you know like this is going to be the start of something really cool and that did blossom into a you know venture a joint venture um, we invited them to a ba- a basement show. Do you remember? Yeah. We were going to do an invasion angle. Mm-hmm. So we had a show in Guy's basement. This is when we were still doing shows in his basement. And we did a BWF invasion angle. So we invited them back. Three of them came. Uh, I think it was Red Rapture, PTP, and Mark. Yeah. And, and the thing was, though, is, is as Tom touched on his last episode of his podcast, um, uh, Ginger Snaps, check him out on... Uh, Spotify. Definitely check him out. Yeah. I think he's he's got a lot of good uh tips on working out and whatnot. He knows what he's talking about. I feel like I got called out a lot on that episode. Yeah. <laughs> but like he went through an amazing body transformation, so he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um but uh You're asking what he touched on in his episode. What he touched on oh, okay. Uh I just lost my train of thought. We were talking about the basement show. We invited them. Oh, okay. Like he touched on his episode, um, his last episode. He was talking about how they were the more bigger type, like guys that would <laughs> more focused on like the grappling and the slamming and whatnot. So when he came to us, it was like a whole new different world for them because we were the um, not only were we doing that, but we had glass and fire and that's the kind of stuff that they really didn't dabble into at at the time. Mm. So when they seen that, they were (laughs) like, Whoa, you know? Yeah. So I think it was, and I think we kind of, I think at that time too, we might've, you know, did more than we normally would just to try to like kind of impress them. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, they came and they, uh, uh, him, uh, John Ryan, and Mark, Tom, John, Ryan, and Mark came to the guy's basement. It wasn't PTP? Oh, PTP. PTP. I know John Ryan was at guy's basement at one point, but uh, I don't know if it was that show. Sure. Okay, all right. Well, it was PTP. It was Mike, Mike, Tom, and Mark, and they showed up. And uh, <laughs> it just was funny because it's like we're so small, so we fit perfectly in guy's basement. But then, like, when they stepped in, they just, like, their heads were hitting the ceiling and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like no room to do anything. Yeah, but they came and they <coughs> did like a show with us, like an invasion angle, you know, and pretty yeah. much like that was the start and the rest was history from there on out. Yeah, you know? we joined up, uh, joined forces. We had BLW, Beyond Limits Wrestling, and BWF, uh, Bitchin' Wrestling Federation, I think it was. Yeah, and um, like I said, the cool <laughs> thing about that was was because we were so different from each other that it worked perfectly. Yeah, because we just the best of their world and the best of our world, and we just put them together and just made this great mishmash of yeah. wrestling that worked. And um, from there on out was when they um, 
uh, they had their shows because they wrestled. They wrestled at Tom's. They wrestled at Dustin's. And then it kind of fizzled out over there. Yeah. And we moved to uh, John Ryan's. John Ryan. Johnny Blaze. Yeah, John. They started doing shows at John Ryan's house. <laughs> and was it? How did that come about? That's did, did you talk to John Ryan? Or well, no, there. That was one of their friends. Uh-huh. He was part of the BWF. Mm-hmm. Johnny Blaze, and uh, I think they just started doing shows there, and um, we were wrestling on those shows because we were, you know intertwining yeah. our shows yeah now. we were wrestling on bwf shows but then i think do, i had d- talked to him yeah and kind of befriended him a little bit and uh oh. talked him into you know can i do a couple shows here too would that be cool we'll put you on the card and yeah so we did we had a couple blw shows there they had their bwf shows there and then it just kind of uh, i don't know like i guess it kind of just like meshed into one thing yeah at that point because we were doing shows they were doing shows and it was just like well, why aren't we just doing these all together? Well, I like how we just, yeah, because, like, at the time, like, we were borrowing ideas from each other, you know? Because when we started, when they started doing shows there, they had, uh, they had their ropes. They had the, uh, the, uh, PVC pipes with the, uh, with the rope. And I remember at the time, I was like, that's so cool. Why didn't we think of that? You and know? then we ran out and bought our PVC pipes. Well, because they, they had they had PVC piping, and then they had regular, like, nylon rope, and then that was it, like on the grass. But then we, we took that idea. We were like, what if we can, like, take that and, like, really, like, turn it up, turn it up a notch, you know? So well, that, we started with the PVC. We, we were so like, let's we, make – yeah, go ahead. So what we did was we took uh we got PVC pipes too, but then we were like instead of instead of the nylon rope, why don't we go out and get bungee cord so it looks like we're bouncing off them? So we all pitched in money. Yeah, so we all pitched in money. I don't even remember the website and I, it, these long ass bungee cords. And then also we were <laughs> three foot long. Yeah, and then we were like. They have their regular PVC pipes. Let's spray paint ours black so they look like actual steel posts. And put real eye hooks on them. Yeah, so we, we had the eye hooks that hooked on to the – this is genius, <laughs> man. I, I feel, like, so accomplished talking about this right now, man. <laughs> for, for our age at the time and our limited amount of budget, man, we really pulled it off. You got to remember, none of us were working. We were all young kids. That's another thing, though. Like, how do we come up with all this shit with no money, no job? Somehow we all just managed to – find money somehow but yeah we did that that was nice and then we had um we brought our your foot our futons over there yeah, and then laid our tarp tarps, down yep. yeah so we had like this f- uh, actual like ring set up and then we used that for our shows because like you said you befriended uh john and then did, did we have BWF guys there at most of the BLW shows? I think BWF well, yeah, a shows, couple or of did them, it yeah. start off as just us first? Well, I think the first one was just us, and then they were like, oh, so you guys are wrestling there too. And then it was just like, oh, well, well you know, we got you guys could be on the card too. We'll Once you started just throwing them on the show because, like, what's the point, you know? Mm. And then before, and then I think at that point we were like, well, why are we having separate shows when it's the same guys with the same ring and whatnot? Mm-hmm. So then yeah. it meshed, and then we decided all together, I think, accumulatively, accumulatively over AIM Messenger, it became the BLWF. Yeah. 
And that's when we started running shows together. The best part about John Ryan's house is that every time you went to wrestle there, you knew there was going to be pizza. Oh, that was the best part. Papa John's. <laughs> I love how, like, and thank God this never happened during any of my matches or whatnot, but I love how, like, it was, like, um, you never wanted to be, like, that unlucky match where, like, the pizza arrived. <laughs> Always. When the pizza arrived during a match, okay, so we all supported each other and watched each other's matches, but when the pizza yeah. showed up, everybody stopped what they're doing, except for the two guys in the ring and the camera guy. Even the camera guy ran, because they had that on the tripod. <laughs> Even the camera guy ran for the most part. So you two guys in a ring and they're still wrestling and everybody else is up on the deck eating pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I always felt so and then the two guys that are wrestling, by the time they get up there, there's nothing left. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget um, when it was uh, uh, Chris Velez yeah. and Mike and they were wrestling. So PTP versus who was, who he, was wrestling? he wrestling as at that time? Supernova, I think. Yeah, that was it. So uh, the three two. Oh, I love that. You remember this? Yeah, three, two. Wait, we're doing it, but you can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just remember that one time where they were both wrestling, <laughs> and the pizza came. Everyone just darted towards the deck, and they're just wrestling for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember them getting so mad. Do you remember the show at John Ryan's where his neighbors behind his fence came out to watch? Uh-huh. I felt so, like, pro at that point. Yeah, like, oh, shit. They came, they sat down there watching. I remember going up to the fence and being a heel. <laughs> and just, like, I was, like, feeding off of them. Yeah, because, well, it's like, we got to be that good if people are actually making an effort to watch us, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so we did that at John Ryan's for a while, and that was cool. And then I think and then we something, al- what we also, happened that ended that? I don't know. We also did shows at, um, at Tom's. We did a BL- BLW show at, at, at Tom's house, too. And we were still wrestling yeah. at the spot. Yeah, BLW got moved to Tom's house. Okay, yeah. Do you remember that? Okay, yeah. Cause why would happen? We did that? it at my house in my backyard. My mom's friend had come over okay. and put a stop to it. Okay. Oh, all right. When we moved over. Tom was like, well, you guys can move over to my backyard. Okay. That's what happened with that. But, yeah, we had our ring, and then um, I moved to that house in Bridgeview. Um, okay. Before we moved. Okay. Yeah, before I moved. When I was still in the apartment. There's so many pieces to the puzzle. Do you childhood. remember, I don't know how or where we got the money, but we bought, like, probably, like, 40 wooden, like, 8-foot wooden planks. Uh-huh. I don't know how to build a base. Yeah. And um, they sat outside my apartment for like a whole winter. Okay. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Did we cover that with a tarp or anything? No, they just sat there in the snow. Okay. And uh, we never did anything with them because we had nowhere to set it okay. up. Oh, yeah, because that was our idea. Cause, okay, we, cause, set, we built the whole thing, and then we took it apart and put it down. Okay. Oh, yeah, we did. Okay, so we, not only were we doing shows at, at John Ryan's house, but we were still doing um, – we we – we stopped doing shows at Andy's and Guy's Basement. Yeah, Andy kind of fell off for a little bit. Guy's Basement couldn't happen no more. Oh, yeah. And so at that point, we're, we're doing shows at John Ryan's. We're um, doing some shows at Tom's. And then we're, we're constantly doing shows at the spot, you know, at this point. Yeah. Because we had – what did we have – we had the – what show did we have at the spot? What was the name of that show? 
Was that Death Ride? No, Death Ride was always an indoor show. Overkill. No, we had... Uh, I believe it was the first Death Ride. I don't remember. It could have been. Yeah, and we had that there because I remember we um, we had the ring that we had at, at uh, John's house. We uh, took the poles over and put them in the spot. Because we were like, we could just take this, move it right to the spot. Remember that? Yeah, we could put everything up. But we had all our shit back there. Oh, that was... No, that show was called Fourth of You Die. Ah. Fourth of You Die. <laughs> I we love that name. Shows. That's my favorite name out of all the shows. You know who had. coined that name, right? Was that? that was Joe DeBold. Really? That's Remember my... he gave me that whole list of like show names? Oh, yeah. That's where we got a lot of them from. Death that... Ride Overkill. That was all him. Like... We had so many. Overkill was our, our uh, King of the Death Match tournament, but we had Overkill, Death Ride, Confederate Crunch, Adrenaline Rush. We had a ton of different names. Um, Hit List. I can't think of Bloodbath, I think. or something. A lot of those shows' names came from him. He gave me a list but of names. My favorite one that just still sticks to me with, to this day is fourth of you die. <laughs> like, that's the greatest wrestling <laughs> pay-per-view name ever. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. But remember, we, we tried to have that show there. We set it up the night before. And then we came the night, the day of the show. Well, not the day of the show. The day of the, sh- the morning of the show, you, was it our good friend DJ? Yep. And somebody else went out to just check on it just to make sure. And now, mind you, like we mentioned earlier, not all, this spot was shared between us and a bunch of drinking a kids. A bunch of drinking kids. So when we, you guys got there, the shit was all torn apart, wasn't it? Yeah, everything was gone. Yeah. We couldn't find our posts. We couldn't find our mat. Uh, DJ, thank God for him because he... Searched that whole prairie. He found our posts floating in the creek. He grabbed those out of there. Uh, he found the mats. He found everything. He put everything back together. Why for would us. you do that though? Like I wouldn't do that. Hey, you're a punk ass drunk teenager, man. You're gonna have fun knocking other over somebody else's shit. I wouldn't even have done that, even if I was like a punk ass drunk teenager. I would have been like, oh man, this is some cool shit. Like I'm like someone put effort into this. I ain't gonna touch it, but that's cool, man. Yeah. Like I, I'll like I'll be like I gotta find out when they're doing this. That's cool, man. I'd like to find the kids that did that now. Yeah. Right. I like to show, give them a little taste of their own medicine. <laughs> Remember what you did twenty years ago? Cause I do. Behind Richards <laughs> on this day at this time. Yeah. When you were fifteen, I still remember. <laughs> but we got all our stuff back, and we had the show, and we actually invited the three EBW guys that we, you know, yes, success, well, that we found yeah. were cool. Yeah, fortunately everything was found and thrown back together at the last minute. So by the time I got like you guys told me about it, you were like, "Oh shit, like that happened, but everything's fine now." I was like, mm, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. So we did that. Um like I said, we uh, had everybody back there. It's probably like 30 of us. If you think about it, there was like 30 of us back there. Yeah, and the nice thing about that was was um uh, we were like secluded, you know, in a sense of like it was like wrestling in a crop field, like the tr- like the um, 
the grass or what was it like high grass long yeah grass. it was like those uh cattail things yeah it was so high <laughs> that we were literally like trapped in it like no one could so like we never had problems with law enforcement or neighborhoods or anything because no one could see not while we were back we were literally enclosed in this little crop circle area and that's what made it so not to say that we've never had problems with law enforcement because we've had shows in the open where we've gotten stopped and yeah but i mean for like the amount of kids noise and what was going on back there somebody should have came down somebody definitely should have like stopped that immediately (laughs) but no but we had that show and it was successful, I guess. You know, like age. I said, we were doing the spot. We were doing um And genre. I think that show, we um, it was right after the summer, or like in the mid-end summer, and uh, Richard had just thrown out all their light tubes. Okay. And they went through the school and changed the light bulbs, and here's how stupid the school is. They put them all in the garbage can without breaking them. Mm-hmm. Me, Craig, I'll never forget this image. Because I remember stopping traffic to like walk across. <laughs> we all grabbed like clothes bins from my house. Oh, it, like it, hampers and a trash can too. and a trash can, and we filled them with fluorescent light tubes from the school, and we walked them back across Central, which is a main street. <laughs> walked them across Central back to my apartment building. We must have had like a hundred of them. Yeah, I remember we used them all some the rest of the summer. And then we came to a point where we're like, we still have all these fucking light tubes. Well, we this was, at this point, this was the um, the last part of that whole, um, like, saga and whatnot around that neighborhood. Because that was right around, we had the our, our deathmatch show, our King of the Deathmatch show at Matt Buell's house. Yeah. And, um... That was kind of like the last hoorah. Matt Buell. What did we have him wrestling as? What was his name? Do you remember? Oh, I forgot. Come on. Let's think about it I think he had a cool name, too. It doesn't ring a bell. Matt Buell, if you're listening, I need a comment. What's your name? The hell was your wrestling name? on my Facebook. Uh, But uh, that was kind of like the last hoorah of that part of our lives because after that that was when you finally moved to Bridgeview. Yeah, and we did have shows there. We ended up finally setting up that base I was talking so about. So when we finally moved to Bridgeview was when we had that my parents rented a house. Mm-hmm. We had an attached garage. Um we moved all the wood. I made my mom move all that wood. <laughs> God. I, she's like, I'm leaving it. I'm like, no, you're taking it with. The shit your parents put up We with. spent so much money on that. Yeah. And um, remember no. how we got it back? Do you remember when we got it and we were going to take it back on Craig's skateboard? Oh, my God. Like yeah. 300 pounds of fucking lumber and we were going to roll it back on the skateboard. And that guy in the truck stopped in the parking lot and was like, do you guys need a ride? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> or even do you remember when we made the tire base? And we were going to walk each tire back from uh, Walsh's. Yes. On 111th. And the, they were like, the t- truck driver's like, let's throw them on the truck and you can come back with me. <laughs> I'll take them to your house. Oh, yeah, because we made a tire base like on your little side yard, like mm-hmm. that little patch of grass right off the street. Yep. 
<laughs> that felt awesome. That was like one of the first moments where I felt like oh, we got a real wrestling. This is ring. when we were really looking into like how to build a wrestling ring. We yeah. were looking up plans online and different stuff. And yeah. first thing was a tire base, and we're like, oh, let's just make a wood base. But it worked out when we moved to Bridgeview. We yeah, started setting it up. So you moved to Bridgeview, and then that's when Craig ended up getting a newer, nicer camera. So it felt like things just kept getting bigger and better at that point. So you moved into Bridgeview, and then you had this whole-ass garage, and you're like, this is like a wrestling arena pretty much. Yeah, I remember setting it up with my sister, Jessica, and she was just about, like, she hadn't wrestled for a while, and she's like, I want to get back into it because you guys got this all this cool stuff yeah. going on. So me and her would train every single day. We'd go out in the garage. Nobody would be at the house. And me and her would go on the garage and we'd start wrestling around and figuring out matches. Yeah. So we finally set that ring up and then we had like a little Titantron thing, a whole ass entranceway. And we started having shows in there. Yeah. And that was a good time, man. We did a lot of cool stuff in there. We ended up breaking through that base, but. And we took it in your backyard, too, and wrestled out there when it got nice outside. Yeah, and then we But in the wintertime, we wrestled in there. And you remember when we had EBW's whole ring, and we just had him bring it over and set it up in the backyard? Yeah. Man. <laughs> that was great. That was like a one-show deal. It sat in your backyard for a while, though, didn't it? Yeah, because they were going to start doing their wrestling shows at my house. Oh, okay. I and then my parents were like, after we had our show, they were like, no, not going to happen. Because they didn't really know what a wrestling ring like sounded like. <laughs> All the bang, bang. First time they heard someone take a bump in a ring, they were like, nope, did not expect it to be like this. <laughs> yeah. not do and that, that ring had like window. some serious bounce and sound to it. it was yeah. well, at least we got our show out of it, though. Yeah, right. That's all that matters. <laughs> yep. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, that, uh, we did all that. We did the Bridgeview House. We wrestled a couple times there. Um, from there, I think there might have been a couple more BLWF shows. Yeah, that was when we were really like BLWF. And I'm thinking that is around the time that we ran into, well, Mayton. For me, this is my half of the story. For me, Mayton had showed me a flyer. Uh, one day I was hanging out with Mayton a lot. Mayton, EBW guy, uh, wrestling name was Machine. Uh, oh, he ended also, up being my tag team partner. We forgot about the uh, um, the family reunion shows at, at oh yeah, Mike's Norot's family. Norot's family reunion yeah. shows that went a little different than what they had um spoke about. I actually thought those shows were great. Those were some of the most defining shows of my backyard wrestling career. Yeah, I do agree though that I think the first reload was really good. I think it was a lot better than the second reload. And I think all the outsiders may have been overwhelming for his family. Yeah, the first reload, yeah. The first reload actually was really good, went well. Like, everyone had their shit together and looked good and matches went. Yeah, the second reload kind of was a little sloppy. I, I still think. don't recall telling him that I wouldn't show up or we wouldn't show up if uh, Velez Nino didn't show up. Yeah. And if we did, it had to be because it was... Nino versus Craig, Vile versus Freak in a death match, and we were like, Craig must have been like, oh, well, if um, I can't have my match, I'm not going. I was probably just like, well, I'm here, so I don't know what to do. I just want to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, those were some defining shows. For oh, me. those are great, because those were some of the first shows where, like, because remember, like, all the years we would just wrestle in front of us, wrestle in front of BWF, just wrestle in front of your friends. 
this was the first time that I've ever wrestled in front of like a legitimate crowd of people like that. So that was kind of like a mm-hmm. like a defining moment. Like I felt very prepared gear wise. Yeah, I think you had the best gear. <laughs> you know, we're all wrestling in like t-shirts, and Craig's got a jumpsuit, and we're just dressed like a bunch of backyard wrestlers, and they're coming out in like full tights and boots and trench coat and glasses and shit, and I'm just like. Hmm. Yeah, I got that from Acid. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Another LWF guy. Um, but, uh, I mean, after all those shows and stuff, um, so one day I'm at Maiden's house, I was hanging out with him a lot, and he shows me this flyer, and it says TWC. No, I think, was I there? Because I think I remember seeing, like, a VHS tape of it with, like, it was, like, a with the homemade cover on it. This was at Maiden's house. First, yeah. he showed us a flyer. Then he showed us a tape. Okay, yeah. And he said, look at these guys. These are guys I know from Oakland High School. These are not EBW guys. These are other guys that do it. Yeah. The janitor. At, he's like, the janitor, one of the janitors at Oakland High School. And I'm like, janitor? And at that age, I'm thinking, this guy must be old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Doing backyard wrestling shows. No, he's not that older than us. No. I guess he was just, you know, just starting working there or whatever. But um, they uh, had their own wrestling thing in Oaklawn there. Um, TWC. Was it Trampoline Wrestling Championships? or Trampoline time, Wrestling Championship. And they wrestled on trampolines. Um, you know, so you, you get bumped and you bounce or whatever. It's pretty safe stuff. Yeah, they had, like, essentially the same thing uh the uh, same idea that we had uh, with the uh, poles and the ropes, but they had it around the uh, trampoline. You know, because at the time, you had, like, um, different respected wrestling feds around the country, but they were all categorized, though. So you had trampoline feds. Yeah, trampoline feds. Grass feds. Grass feds, uh, base feds, actual wrestling ring feds for some of the fortunate few, you know. So every every backyard wrestling organization had their own like type of wrestling and yeah that was the first time we ever came across like a trampoline type fud. so maiden introduced us to them um we went to a show we let them know we were coming to the show i think they let m- let us work a match yeah, it was me you and craig yeah so they let me or was rockin there too no rockin wasn't at the first one okay so it was me you and craig three-way mm-hmm. and we wrestled on the grass yeah. Oh, because I, th- I think they thought we were going to wrestle on the trampoline. Yeah, they thought we were going to wrestle like them. We didn't say anything, but when we came out to the match, well, Craig kept saying the whole time I remember this. To, to this day, I'll never forget. He's like, I ain't wrestling on that fucking thing. He's like, you just bumped me right here, <laughs> right here on the grass. I don't give a fuck. Um, we did, did we do that show after Adrenaline Rush, the spot show? Mm-hmm. After that show was when Maiton drove us to TWC. Because we had that show kind of early on in the day, I think. Yeah. Like 11, 12 o'clock, I think. So we, we had, had already that. wrestled for the day. Yeah, we wrestled our show, and then afterwards, I think Jason and them had their show around 2, 3 o'clock. So we were like, screw it. Let's just go over there and wrestle again. Yeah. So we went and did. So we were already like in, ugh, in hype mode, you yeah. know? Yeah. We're like, we're going to show these guys what's what. They're wrestling on a trampoline. <laughs> so we went and we did our match on the grass, and... Mm-hmm. Everybody marked out for it. We were bumping on the... These guys probably never seen that stuff before, you know? Yeah. But they saw that, and they were like, wow, this is really cool. Like, 
maybe we can like start doing what they're doing. I think we kind of no, progressed them. We gave them the idea. We were like, "Hey guys, you can build like the, uh, like a, a base, you know, or you can do mattresses. Like you don't have to be on a trampoline. It will look way cooler than a trampoline. And it was just like, we'll if you guys do that, we'll come out and do your shows too and whatnot. So at this time, our shows started dying down. BWF was pretty much died down. We weren't doing much of our own wrestling, but TWC was still running. Yeah, because the thing was, though, is, uh, you know, everyone got older, you know, everyone got, you know, jobs, and it was hard to kind of, like, work that up. Gather everybody together at once. And, uh, you know, uh, at that point, I think a lot, we exhausted uh, uh, most of our time wrestling in those backyards because i think tom's parents were kind of sick of it at that point my parents didn't want nothing to do with john ryan's parents were kind of like you know i think you guys were kind of like over it you know you know maybe you guys should kind of put a stop to it so everyone was kind of like yeah we exhausted pretty much all we could out of all those places guy had moved you know so pretty much kind of moved on to the next thing we're like well this is it this is the next thing you know adapt and overcome yeah right (laughs) So we joined up with TWC. So pretty much, yeah, like me. So uh, from BWF, like Tom and Chris and all of them, John slash PTP and all of them pretty much kind of, you know, joined up with us. And then we kind of merged into TWC. Merged into TWC. So we all kind of just became TWC. So we wrestled with them. We started... You know, we would have our matches on the grass, and they would have theirs on the trampoline. Uh, we did like the first two, the first show or two like that. Um, then not even. I think like the first time we wrestled was on the grass, and and I think the next time we showed up, they got rid of the trampoline right away. Yeah, they had built a base out of mattresses. Because we told we immediately because they were so into it. Like immediately after that, we told them and showed them everything, and they were like, "Oh yes, yeah, so." I think immediately right after that, they took the trampoline down and built that base. He did. He orchestrated all that. Yeah, because we were like, do this. It'll be awesome. And that's one thing I got to give to Jason, if I don't give him anything else, is that he was really good at uh, getting things together, organizing stuff. Oh, Jason was awesome. Like, he really could have, like, ran his own independent promotion. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, you know, when it came down to, that's the thing, when it came down to, like, um, all in the years of like backyard wrestling, like he was the one that just like was so organized. Like he knew this guy's gonna do this, this guy's gonna do that. Yeah, that, that was the nice thing about TWC is they were so structured and he was so good at like running shows. You yeah, know, which is really cool. So yeah, we showed up. They had a base. We wrestled on the base for a couple of years. That progressed into a ring. Yeah. Um. He went and bought a little twelve by twelve ring. Yeah. A lot of good stories out of that. Mark breaking his ankle. Yeah. And then also at the time, which, um, uh, also at the time was when we, me, you, Craig and Rockin discovered ETW. Oh, in Gurney. That was our first like big break. And that was like, cause Tom and all of them, I don't think they've, they ever, they've never met anybody from ETW or seen any of that. Yeah. I don't know too sure, but, that, like... <laughs> the guys from Gurney. That was the second time I really felt out of my league. And I thought, like, we'd grown past that. Because, like, when we first met EBW, like, I was like, wow, we are way out of our league. What the hell are we doing? You know? Yeah. And I thought we were past that. 
But then when we met ETW, I was like, holy shit. These guys had like a legit straight up ring in the middle of a big field It backyard. was in Gurney. So it was like these huge ass houses with these giant backyards. A really, was it like a really wealthy part of Gurney? Yeah, like farmhouse, big ass yeah. farmhouses. And it was, that was a friend of ours, uh, John at the time. Um, that we probably met on backyard wrestling boards. Yeah, we met on a backyard wrestling message board. And he was like, hey, we're from Illinois too, but we wrestle all the way out in Gurney. Check out our videos. We were like, oh, God, that's awesome. So. Uh, John wrestled under the name of Jesus. Yeah. Looked like Jesus. So I remember going out to my first ETW show, and it was just insane. Like they had, they at this point they were pretty much an independent promotion, almost running out of a backyard, because I remember walking back there, and they had a solid roster of wrestlers, and like this whole sound system, and like like all switchboard, switchboard. <laughs> it was music and lighting. This was like this, like. <laughs> The slightest step below an independent fan. Yeah, there was like 30, 40 workers, um, lights, sound. They had fans that paid to come watch. They had food and concessions. And we walked in like, yeah, we we're big, you know, we we're big backyard wrestlers. We know what we're doing. And, you know, even in the beginning steps when we came there before the show was set up and they're out there and they're practicing their matches and, you know, they're, everybody's going over everything. And I meet, uh, we met Brandon Ward, okay, which yeah. was the first like big, muscly, larger than life backyard wrestler dude we ever met. Yeah. And we were scheduled to wrestle a match while you guys worked him. I was his partner. Yeah. Well, uh. I did. I did a show before you did though. I after a TWC show, um, me and Craig uh, and Rockin went out to uh, oh, I forget the name of the show but we did that ETW show and we were the opening match I actually met Ward before that show too um, do you remember okay Jason Fierce big name in the indie circuit yeah uh, Mundelein do you remember going out to work guys there I didn't go out to Mundelein I went to Mundelein yeah, that's how you met them yeah Jason well Jason Fierce uh, his buddy I don't remember his name yeah. Jason Fierce wasn't Jason Fierce then. No. That was actually uh, my name. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, he goes by Stevie Fierce now. But uh, that's how you met them. Yeah. That's the thing. You meet everybody. Through Backyard Wrestling, we met a lot of people all different places. But ETW is that match... I remember walking out of the curtain. They had this whole, like, tent set up in the backyard that was, like, the backstage area. Mm -hmm. And, like, you're back there. Everybody's gearing up, you know, like, everybody's pumping up and getting ready to wrestle. And you're, like, walking past all these guys, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, we have nothing. We were not on that scale. And then, um, you know, music hit, and you had to come out. And you're like, all right, here it goes. Like, there's people out there. Yeah, that was that I felt like... <coughs> obligated to like 
You know? Oh, shit. I actually have like, to. Now I got to be good. Now I have to be good and actually wrestle and make an effort because it's like people are paying money to watch me do this, you know? I remember being nervous as fuck. Yeah, I was nervous too. I was, I was very overwhelmed. But um, I don't even remember that match. I think I had a mask on too. Did I have a mask? No, I didn't wear a mask. No. No, it was. I think not- that was one of the first times you were like, I'm not wearing a mask. I want people to see who I am. Yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to start doing this, I want people to see my face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, they had spotlights and shit and, and a, a PA system. And the whole match was in the, at night when it was dark, but they had the spotlights on and the, yeah. on the ring and on the entranceway. Yeah. So it was like wrestling in an arena, like for real. It was. You know, you know what I just <laughs> remembered that I forgot too, that I don't think you remember either. I announced a match on that show. Did you? Yeah, I remember that. No way, you were a guest commentator? Uh-huh, because I remember, um, uh, who was it? Someone was like, oh, like he does announcing for their shows, and he's really good. You should let him guest commentate on like a match or something. Probably were, Jesus. Yeah, and I was like, oh, all right. And they were like, yeah, sure. So I remember I sat in on one of the matches, and I announced it. <laughs> Man, know. that must have been fun. Uh, It was very... <laughs> It was very. I was so nervous because, especially not knowing who anybody was, and no, I mean, I was able. The thing though was, I liked my announcing compared to theirs because I had a more technical aspect of calling the match. You know, I knew the more of the moves, and you know, I was just more of a technical sounding like announcer. Yeah. But the thing was, though, I was so nervous because I had never heard my voice on that large of a scale. <laughs> So, like, my voice is being broadcast over this PA system to about 100 people in this whole-ass wrestling show. (laughs) It's a little nerve-wracking. Oh, yeah, I would say so. I'm not used to – I'm used to announcing in front of, like, 20 of us in a backyard. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you fuck up because it's all us. Yeah, we're just messing around. Now I'm, like, announcing in front of 100 people over this huge-ass system. (laughs) Never heard my voice being amplified that loud in my entire life. I was like, maybe I shouldn't have done this <laughs> you know i had like second guesses like had in, like right as the match is beginning <laughs> fuck um so from etw i think we made a couple friends you know jesus he had come back and wrestled with us quite a few times yeah. after that um we started we were working twc with the ring huh. um we had started well you guys had started back up um now you guys started fwa okay yeah Okay, I remember that. Which was the original Freelance Wrestling Alliance. Yeah, you know, it's funny because the thing is, is you were just, like I said earlier in this episode, I'm like, it's just live, breathe, eat wrestling because if, if we're not doing shows at TWC, we're doing our own shows at, you know, the FWA stuff. Or we're working somebody else's or show. Or we're working some show like ETW and Gurney. It was like, at the time, it was like, wherever we can get on a show to wrestle or do whatever, <laughs> we'll do it, you know? So it was like all day, every day. Wrestling. Yeah, and I think you guys had done some, like, traveling around wrestling with other people, too. Um, um, you know, yeah. Or had people coming out to us to wrestle with you guys. and Yeah, we had... Because um, you guys were always on that GBYWN, right? No, at the time, it was called the Backyard Wrestling Link. And uh, the GBYWN came a lot later, but it was the Backyard Wrestling Link. And, you know, for those out, out there who don't know what it is, think of it as like a giant... Because they don't even have... People don't even use message boards nowadays anymore. But at the time, it was a giant message board where wrestlers 
would post all their media content, music videos and whatnot from across the globe. So for those of you who don't understand, it's kind of like Reddit. But. Yeah, kind of. A- and this was a way for other wrestlers to connect with other wrestlers, share each other's wrestling shows, you know, just get your media out there. And slowly and surely kind of progressed into super shows where, um, you know, one state would have would hold a show and people from other states and other countries would come in and wrestle on that single show. So kind of like the best of the whole world type thing. Yeah. So um, uh, we would have guys. Uh, there was a guy that came in from Canada and he stayed with Rockin' and he wrestled on some of our shows and whatnot. So, I mean, guys came through left and right, you know, in and out and whatnot. So so that's when everything started getting kind of serious. TWC yeah. um, jumped to buying a 12 by 12 wrestling ring. Yeah. Uh, we were still doing shows with them pretty regularly. Yeah, and that was at the time where it was like um, uh, not that wrestling um, – was never um, not fun, but uh, at it did start getting to a point where it was kind of more like work. Yes, at that point, <coughs> it became so structured and so like serious—not so serious, but more like an actual thing. More structured to the fact, like yeah, it felt like work mm-hmm. because it was like fuck, I gotta. Oh, who am I wrestling this show? Oh my God, I gotta wrestle this Friday. So this now you Saturday. gotta figure out that uh, match, and then you and then you're working a regular job now too, because we're yeah. at that age, and it's like, yeah, so I'm, oh, I'm I gotta wrestle, and then I gotta go to work. Yeah, so I'm wrestling, and then I gotta wrestle too. So it felt like I was if at the end instead of feeling like more like a like oh we're having a big gathering with friends and wrestling, it felt kind of felt like a job because I was like oh I gotta wrestle this weekend. Who am I wrestling? Oh, I'm going to work this match out. Um, <laughs> let me see. You know, we're not getting paid for it. And everybody's trying to like be better than everybody else. And yeah. You know, before it was, I don't know. It was more fun. Everybody was just having a good time. It and still it was matter. fun, except uh, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to put it in a way where, I mean, I guess you could say like people, I mean, everyone got older. Everyone started having families and kids you know people grow up so it was like oh that's maybe when it started feeling like a job you know Mm -hmm. so like you're just going to the wrestle and then it's like okay i gotta leave yeah people were showing up and taking off right away yeah not only was it like it felt like that but it was also kind of saddening in a sense where you kind of got like this (laughs) feeling like this is this is it. It's dying. It's getting towards the end. You know, mm-hmm. And that's what kind of really hurt. It was like, oh, man. Like, you could tell sometimes some guys didn't want to be there. And like I said, it wasn't just, it didn't feel like friends wrestling for fun. Yeah. Like, some of them were just coming just because they felt like they had to. Yeah. But I mean, I don't blame them. You know, besides, people got older, had responsibilities and jobs and whatnot. That's part of growing up. It just, like I said, towards the end, you could just tell, you could feel it, you know, like, oh, man, this is it. At least we went out with a big hurrah, though. We did. Um, going back into TWC, that show uh, that we had at the campground, Memorial Day Bash. Oh, yeah, that was great. That was probably our biggest 
biggest experience with a backyard where it felt like it yeah. was an indie. That felt or a like that show. felt like reload turned up times ten. That's exactly what it felt like. So we had a show at the campground where Jason uh, normally went, and it was his family reunion. Family reunion. What what is with us in wrestling at family reunions? I don't it know. Maybe it's the hillbilly in us. <laughs> but uh. That seems to be a trend, like we have family reunion super shows. People with family reunions like wrestling. Guess so. So we had this uh, wrestling show, Memorial Day Bash, TWC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had it at this campground underneath an awning. It was like a big... like this huge awning. Yeah, now. huge like outdoor like camping area. And we were under this giant awning, and there was probably... 150, 200 people, I swear to God. It was it felt a big like family reunion. Like, wa- damn, Jason, was how many people us. in your family do you have? And he set up the ring under there, and we put the entrance way up, and we got the, you know, backstage was inside of the, like, there's like a little building part, so we were all inside for backstage. And walking out in that was like magic, man. It was awesome. There's people, like, taking pictures of you, and it was something. It was like a spectacle. Yeah, that felt amazing. That was... That was another point in like my wrestling life where I was like, "Oh, this is awesome." Well, you had one of the biggest matches on the card. I was a main event. Yeah, it was you versus uh, Twisted Outcast. Yeah, I felt really special that whole day. Yeah, that whole night. That was awesome, man. But the pressure was on me too. Yeah, you were the closing match. I was like, "Fuck, Craig, what are we gonna do to like <laughs> really make this look?" As funny? if you two had to worry about pulling off a good match. <laughs> That's the thing that we learned over the years wrestling with each other is that me and Sly or me and Craig or Craig and Sly or, you know, we could all, we didn't even have to plan. We could just kind of wrestle each other. We just knew what each of us were going to do and it just all always worked out. It wasn't like wrestling somebody else where you're like, okay, well, we're going to do this and then we're going to do this. We could just literally go out there and just work a match. Yeah, that was the one time though where like I really took a chance in wrestling because for the most part, um, uh, I never really did anything stupid. Didn't or, you get knocked out during that? Yeah, I got the one knocked out of me. That's because we just were like, let's <laughs> think of like the craziest things we can do that like the people would actually. Um, yeah, that was the uh, the. Only matches, the one match where I took the most risks. And I don't take that many risks in res- when we <laughs> wrestled, you know. Mm. But that was the one time where I took one too many risks. Well, and I walked like, out with, like. Well, that know. was such a big show. I mean, even yeah. Mark wrestled it with a fucking cast yeah. on. Like, yeah, that was like the show where we were like, let's plot all the stops. This, this bring it like just make it the best matches we can have i think i got like side shafted and got a crappy match but i still wrestled it i still uh-huh. wrestled pretty good uh who did you wrestle i think i wrestled uh i don't even remember who you wrestled what was that kid's name that stopped right as we started um he was like the youngest one of them in twc oh i can't remember i know who you're talking about though i think but he had come back for that show okay I know and i wrestled him. i can't remember his name You know what I'm talking about, though, the little kid? Yeah, no, I know. But, yeah, I worked him. And uh, 
I think I interjected myself in a couple other spots in the show too. I kind of was like, well, well, if you're going to fuck me here, I'm going to be, I came out with you during your match. Yeah. I uh, came out with, I don't even know how I ended up like, that's the thing in TWC. Like, I don't even know how like I ended up. um, Well, that's the kind of thing. I think it was like a, that's the thing I didn't like about like joining up with these other cliques was that it was like a favoritism thing was like, if they didn't like you, you knew it. I, I mean, the thing is, though, is, like, they, um, I never, <laughs> you know, I was, what was, I was their primetime champion. Yeah. And then I was their world champion, and then I was the first ever primetime world champion. And I, I, I didn't even, like, it's not like I was begging for it, and I was like, I deserve this. No, right. but you're the nicest. They just gave In me. real life, you're, like, the nicest most innocent guy in the world. Yeah. Nobody can hate you. And I remember Jace was like, you're going to be the primetime champion. And I was like, all right, that's cool. And then Jace was like, you're also going to win the world champion. You're going to be the first ever TWC primetime um, TWC world champion also. I was like, okay, that's cool, I guess. Yeah. I'll run with it. I'll tell you what. I held titles in our fed, but once yeah. we got into like joining with other feds, I never, other than the tag titles in TWC yeah. with uh, the bad breed, I never held another title. Yeah. I mean, I liked, I mean, that's crazy though. Like I, now that I think about it like that and then Jason was like, oh, you're the world champion and you're going into like the biggest show ever in TWC and you're going to be in the main event. I was just like, okay, that's cool. (laughs) I appreciate it. Like, you know, I I mean, yeah, like I said, it's not like I ever like felt like I deserved that spot or begged for it or anything. Like he just always was like, here, like you're going to do this. And I was like, all right. You know, I think that was like the last hurrah was like that was like the biggest, the last biggest show. The last biggest show. um, And I think our wrestling lives slash careers, whatnot, you ever want to call them our childhood was that show was Memorial Day Bash and uh, MTV. And that was it. But I think Memorial Day Bash because Memorial Day Bash was like uh, you can't really count MTV because it wasn't like a show show, you know. Yeah, I mean the show. It was a show, but it was like a scripted show. But that probably was like the last big thing we ever did in wrestling was that Memorial yeah. Day Bash show. So we did the MTV thing too. You just touched on that. That was uh, yeah. We had just finished. I think it was the next Memorial Day Bash. Yeah, we finished the second one, and after the second one, we were. I didn't wrestle. That we show. were all messing around. Afterwards. I don't know what happened, but I was. Um, so I was there. The yeah. we were all messing around after the show had finished. Yeah, the show just was, hanging out in the ring, bumping. Doing yeah, because that's what we usually do. Like after the show, we're always just kind of like messing around, talking and whatnot, you know. So all of a sudden, this Oakland squad car pulls up, and they got cameras hanging out of the windows. Yeah, there's camera hanging out of the window. And, and I remember looking, and I'm like, oh f- yeah. fuck. Yeah, and knowing our history, and it's just how it is. Anytime we see something like that, we're like, well. I was there like, they're go. they're taking pictures of this right now, so that they can t- yeah, we got to take it down, and we can't do it no more, and this is it. Yeah. So then they climb out of the car and they come walking up, one cop and three other people, so two cameramen yeah, and then uh, a lady. Yeah, like a producer and two cameramen. And they're like, hey, we're with MTV, we're shooting this show called Busted. Oh, we were so caught off guard. I was just like, what? <laughs> like what? <laughs> I'm so thrown off guard. By so this. they they they're like, oh, could we, you mind if we film you guys a little bit? So they filmed yeah. us a little bit. And um, we were kind of, like, taken back by it. But we, you know, did the filming and stuff. And then I guess that wasn't enough footage for them. And they had called Jason and said, hey, listen, we want to set up another day where we can, you know, pretend it's the same day and we're just riding up on you. Yeah. And 
So we had to orchestrate a whole nother Memorial Day bash just to pull off this show. Yeah. And everybody really came with their A game that day, yeah. you know, geared uh, up. and. It wasn't even, I don't know. I mean, we played it off as like it was Memorial Day bash, but I think to us it was like the MTV show, you know. It was, and we all got paid for it. We had to sign no disclosure contract. <laughs> non-disclosure, yeah, as we're uh, disclosing yeah, right now, as we're disclosing. Yeah, as we're <laughs> disclosing. It's um, okay, the show's gone. Yeah, you know, and, uh, I hope uh, Jason or somebody made a copy of that because it was online. And, and it's just, gone. And it's gone now. You can't go back. But I'm almost positive one of them probably taped it or whatnot. i got to ask him for a copy because that's something I'd like to watch again. Yeah. But, um, you know, I always thought to this that day that, like, how did they, um, how did they know, like, what were they doing? Well, I think they were just riding around the neighborhood because they had, it's Oak Lawn. I mean, what really goes on out there? So they were just riding. So that cop that they were with had been on a TV show previously, and he kind of had like a, I guess, like a stardom to him already. Okay. So they were going to, oh, we'll use him. So what do they do? They just ride around listening to the scanner, seeing what's interesting, pretty much? Pretty much. He, he pulls somebody over, and they're with him. It's like cops. you know. Like they're So just, we just had to have been in the right place at the right time. Yeah, they were just like, oh, there's nothing going on and around And they were here. probably just driving and around. And they're like, oh, shit, a wrestling ring and kids wrestling. Let's do this. Yeah. That's awesome, though. So that's what happened with that. We all did that. Um, Unfortunately, after the uh, episode aired on MTV, the uh, Village... Caught wind of it. Yeah, and that was the end of that. And they slapped the uh, some kind of ordinance on the uh, ring because of uh, some structure ordinance, something like that, that. Yeah, so he made them tear it down. And, yeah, that was the end of TWC slash pretty much our <laughs> final nail in the coffin on our wrestling. <laughs> I think the then the part. ring kind of transferred hands a couple times. I think Jonathan Smash uh, took it, and he was going to run – Yes. Backyard shows. Yeah, he, he took it and they ran a show and then, you know, from um you know, we had our off shows here and there, like we did a super show, we joined up with well, us. Well say at that time that's when everybody met Nick and Domi and yeah. Alex. Yeah. And you know, they were doing BWA and we were FWA. That was the Bridgeview Wrestling Alliance, and freelance wrestling was going because that was the yeah. only way we could wrestle was yeah. anybody, you know, if we just threw, just threw a show together. Yeah, and, you know, they had their super show in their ring in Soccer Dome, and um, they had their... Uh... Which Nick, Nick's another podcast, um, My Violet Tendencies. Yeah. On, I'm sure it's on Spotify. Uh it's also on Podbean. Check him out. Yeah, it's a good listen. He's a good guy. Good wrestler. Good company. He runs Freelance Wrestling Alliance now. Does he train? Is he a trainer? I, think, I don't know if he's a trainer. Yeah, I think he, he trains. Uh, they run their training facility out of Pro Wrestling Tees, I believe. If I'm wrong, Nick, please correct me. Um, but yeah, back to what I was saying... Um, they, um, oh, and we had the, uh, super shows, Backyard Obsession in, um, DJ's, uh, backyard. We had two of them, remember that? Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, though, and then we had the, uh, we had shows in, um, um, 
uh, the BWAFWA shows, and they built a base, and, you know, they had their stuff, and we would occasionally come out and wrestle with them and hang out and videotape all those shows and whatnot. And, you know, that was here and there and whatnot, but, like, really that TWC show was like the last, like that was a nail in the coffin. Cause then after that, that was it. Yeah. We're all getting to that age. We were like, you know, yeah. in our 20, 21. I mean, and it, and it's, Oh no, my fault. That wasn't the, uh, that wasn't the, uh, the last tour. Were you there that we had the uh, TWC farewell show in DJ's backyard? Yeah. Yeah. That was, we had, that was the end. That was a nail in the coffin. That was a sad show. Because yeah. I was like, this is it, man. This is the last show I'm wrestling on with my friends, all doing what we love. This I'm is like, it. Like, of course, there's other stuff, whatnot, but this is like the end of an era, like of our childhood and whatnot. <laughs> so I remember coming out to like a real sad song. <laughs> <laughs> I came out to some song like it was like, it's all over. It's all over now. <laughs> You know? Yeah, depressing, man. Yeah, I was like, man, I don't even want to wrestle. I'm so sad. And Mark, w Mark, me and Mark, were the, uh, he was my last match. Yeah. And we did a good match. And DJ wrestled Craig. Did you wrestle? I, you know, I cannot remember. I've wrestled so many different yeah, shows. Yeah, but I remember that was it. And, like, I remember, like, the the ring didn't even have a tarp over it. <laughs> it was just, like, the, the padding and the ropes. And it was just... Everything looked so bare, and it was just like, oh, man. And uh, that was it. That was a nail in the coffin. And I was like, oh, that's the end of that chapter. Yeah. There goes my childhood. So that kind of put a that put an end to the constant wrestling. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I, like I mentioned, like in the very beginning of this episode, like it, it's because of like the years of all of that is – because the friends who I have today, the places I've been, my experiences as a child, like my childhood experiences and whatnot, you know, even the music that I listen to, because uh, most of the music I, I listen to now, some of my favorite bands are because of the music we used for entrance music and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm always like, man, like wrestling shaped who I am, a lot of who I am today, you yeah. know, so. And it did that for all of us. I mean, and you do got the, you know, a couple that have continued on and they're still doing it. And in uh, independent level, they went and got trained correctly. And Yeah, the ones, like, uh, I really thought, like, who would have, like, made it. And, you know, because I always, I thought we were all good, you know, and whatnot. Like, I'm like, man, we're, we're really good at what we do, but... There was always that little select few where I was like, man, if they really wanted to take it to the next level, they could, you know, and obviously those were the ones that ended up doing it. Like, I always knew Craig. Well, I was always in it from the beginning with Craig. I always thought yeah. that I always thought he had that, you know, like that's like it was like his passion. Like, yeah. I knew it, it was all of our passion, but like you could really see it from the beginning with him. Well, because it's just in, in wrestling in general, it's just there's people that just get it and just don't get it you know yeah. like they just understand how it works and craig was one of the few that really understood how it worked from the get-go and he was always willing 
when you ever, whenever you told yeah. him you're going to go out, do this, do I this, always, do this. Yeah, Craig was always the one that was like, man, like he's going to go pro and he's going to be really good because like I see some of the shit pros do and it's got, he's got, they got nothing on him, you yeah. know? <laughs> and he's taking a lot of sick bumps for no pay. And he's what, main eventing, uh, is it this next freelance show or the last freelance show he main evented? The last one. Yeah, he main evented to la- the last freelance show. You know, biggest in uh, to m- in my opinion, one of the biggest any promotions in the state. Yeah, you know, in Chicago too, in the city of Chicago. So I mean, look at that. I All mean, of Illinois, yeah. I would go as far as yeah, to that tells you a lot. You know, oh, but yeah, you got him. You got Nick from BWA. Yeah, um, Nick. You know, he runs freelance. Uh, he put together a good thing. Yeah, um, he's got stuff going. You know. And it's going great. I mean, obviously, I wish I could still keep wrestling, but... As of now, as we sit here, 33 and 32 years old, both out of shape, both falling apart. Maybe, you know, the pipe dream is to get in the gym, get in shape, and get back to it, but... I feel like I still have, like, a match or two. Like, I don't I don't know. Well, I can't even remember. (laughs) Well, we did come out of our semi-retirement to wrestle that Soccer Dome show. Okay, was that the last match I wrestled? I don't know. I don't remember the no, last No, we've one. had a couple um, reunions. Oh, yeah, we did our reunion. Oh, oh, then we had BLW reunion shows, yeah, too. Yeah, let's talk about that. So we did BLW reunions. Um, that actually sparked into me and Sly here um, discussing continuing to revamp and restart the BLW. Um, so that went on for, I would say, three months. Yeah. Uh, we got Andy back. I know we barely touched on him, but we got Andy back, Psycho. Um, from XBW into BLW, um, his nephew. Yeah, because um, the nice thing about it is a lot of us still stayed in touch, you know, after, um, like, we stayed in touch with, like, because we always, there was always ETW, uh, BWF, EBW, but we always stayed in touch with, like, the main guys from those, like, groups, you know? So with EBW, the guy that ran it, you know, mm. Mike that ran it, yeah, like he, we always stayed in touch with them. Yeah, know, mayor. Mayor. Um, so we found out that uh, they, mayor, wanted to uh, restart up like a little kind of wrestling organization yes. out of a warehouse. Yeah. You know, so he opened up the CWA, which was EBW revamped. Yeah. Um, they rented a building. They he bought a ring, belts, all that fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, we ran a few shows out of that, you know, and it was, you know, the thing was was it, that was like our dream, you know, when to we, always have that, to always have that, and we finally did. But it was cool, but it just never. Well, I think everything was going great, and then we had that one show, and you had gotten injured. Yeah. Um, You got thrown over the ropes and got your knee caught, popped your shit out of place, and and it kind of fell off after that. It was cool, but it just was never the same. Like, I had fun, and I liked it, but it just was never the same. Like, once TWC ended and we had that final show, everything else to me never felt the same. You yeah, know? it was always just wrestling to wrestle, and yeah. it wasn't just yeah. wasn't just fun. It felt like I don't know. It just had that feeling. But you if know? you think like like when we were like at Andy's, we did a lot of like promo stuff. 
with that reunion. Yeah, that was cool. And, I, like, all that time we spent doing all that stuff or going to Andy's, that felt the same. Yeah, uh, the first reunion show at, <laughs> at that backyard, that was nice. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, till our mine and Craig's death match got stopped halfway through. You know, the crazy thing about that show was was that backyard was literally almost, like, modeled after John Ryan's backyard. It kind of was. I literally felt, at moments at, for moments at a time during that show, I felt like we were almost thrown back into, like, that time period at John Ryan's house. Because <laughs> it was like the garage was in the same place, the deck was in the same place, the backyard almost was, like, the same. It literally felt... Almost like John Ryan's backyard. It was so kind of eerie in a way. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, like this is just worked out too perfect. I kind of feel like what made it for me for all that, like all the reunion shows, we've had what, three reunion shows? Uh, no, we had two reunion shows. I think those will, those also two. BWF ran a reunion show at, in TWC um, uh, when they were wrestling uh, right before the MTV show. Yeah, but I feel like the most fun we had out of those reunion shows was the setup. Getting everything together, yeah. making the promos. Yeah, I think that's um uh yeah. Yeah, the wrestling itself was fun, but yeah, like setting it up, the anticipation, everyone just kind of getting together, hanging out and talking and whatnot, you know. Like everything coming together, that was the yeah. most fun. And I think that was like um, what was a real big part of like us wrestling growing up was because we were always hanging out and everyone was together. And, and being able to orchestrate all that yeah, together, yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, like nothing really ever, like I said, the reunion show was good. I like that. But like I said, nothing really ever felt the same after that final TWC show. Because to me, that was like, to me, that was like the death of backyard wrestling for us. I was like, that's (laughs) it. It's over. It's never going to be the same. Yeah, there'll be shows here and there, but that's the death of backyard wrestling for us. Like, that's the nail in the coffin. Yeah. I mean, and after that, you know, me and Maiden had our stint in a couple low-level indies, IUWA. Yeah, I did an indie Uh, show or two, but it's just like, it just never felt I don't know it was fun it, f- it felt cool to wrestle on an indie show but it just didn't feel like the same nah yeah but uh yeah I guess that's the whole history I mean we skipped and jumped over a couple little things it's hard you know honestly like it's hard and I'm sure we've missed a lot and forgot to mention a lot of people but you gotta remember it's like our our entire childhood <coughs> you know it's hard to sum it up like in a, in a an hour, two hour, you know, kind of, because me and you, we could talk forever about this. Yeah, you, you guys know. would be listening to like a nine hour. And podcast. obviously, Craig was supposed to be here with us, and he, if he was with us, we <laughs> we'd never stop. No, we'd be uh, going on for another hour or so. Like I said, that's our childhood. Our wrestling is our childhood, so mm-hmm. we. It, it's hard for us to cu- kind of cram everything into like such a small little thing because it's. You know, it's just there's so much more to it. But, I mean, as a small timeline, I think we explained it very well. Uh, You guys kind of got a feel for what we we did, what we went through. Our whole entire childhood was wrapped around this wrestling thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all you guys, uh, 
DC Devil's Child, Disorder, <laughs> Kid Chaotic, JD Punk, Freak, Twisted Outcast, Aeropostale, uh, Grim. Uh, I'm trying to think of other names. Uh, uh, Come on, we got tons of them. Uh, was it Ingrid Cold? Yeah, Ingrid Cold, Machine, uh, Time Bomb. Nitro. Uh, skull. Yeah, Skull. Um, I'm trying to think of, I mean, obviously Chris X slash. Yeah, Chris X slash Red Rapture. Um, uh-huh. Ballistic. The One. Primetime Pimp. Johnny Blaze. AAP. Big D. The Bumbler. The Bumbler. <laughs> God, I miss the Bumbler. So funny. I've never, I've never <laughs> laughed so hard in my entire life when yeah. I was first introduced to the Bumbler. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've never. <sighs> well, I guess what I was trying to say and saying all your guys' names is we miss you. We miss the memories we all made together. Um, we, you know, we miss getting together and doing all that stuff, yeah. man. That's memories we're never going to forget. Um, some of you might have thought this was stupid, you know, while we were doing it. Or some of you might have thought, you know, like just like us, this was the greatest thing this this formed me. But yeah. uh, Oh, that definitely formed me. It, I'm definitely, I wouldn't be the person who I am. I personally will never forget. Without wrestling and growing up like that. I will personally never forget all the memories that I made doing this. Yeah, for real. So just, hate it if you want. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Oh, man. That's it. Shit. I feel like we could talk forever. We could. We could go on and on with stories, but I mean, I this felt is like a this... podcast, and we're already running into two hours now. Yeah, yeah like I said. Uh, I don't know. I felt like this was just something we had to cover, too, since you know all of our friends were talking about it, too. Might as well touch on the subject. While it's hot, strike while the iron's hot. <laughs> That's it. No, I just figured, you know, just why don't we talk about it, too, since everyone else is, because... It's everyone on everyone else's mind, so why not? But um. so uh, I'll close it out by saying, leave some comments on our podcast on our podcast on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, Spotify, whatever you have, whatever you're listening to us on on Anchor, if you can. Um, definitely leave comments. I want to hear from you guys uh, what you thought. Next week we're going to start out trying a new format to see if that kind of helps us out with a little more listens because yeah. we do drag these things out for a long time. Yeah, this one is kind of a little dragged out, but I feel like this episode... It had to be. This episode, I feel like, uh, was a little more for us and our close friends. I feel like it is, and it, it had to be dragged out. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, I mean, you as the listeners, some some will, you know, enjoy listening to it, but, I mean, obviously, I feel like this one was kind of made a little more for, you know the uh us and uh everybody we grew up with. everyone grew up with so hopefully they get a good listen out of it too as as we did with theirs also so mm-hmm. so definitely check out um my violet tendencies and what is uh red raptor tom uh, calling his uh, ginger snaps ginger snaps check out ginger snaps i don't know if my violet tendencies is on spotify i know it is on podbean it's sure. on podbean uh ginger snaps is also on spotify along with us so Check him out too. He has a uh, his latest episode is a, uh, also a good um, 
from their perspective of what we just talked about. So, um, all right, guys. Till next time. Um, if the coronavirus doesn't put us on hold, you'll hear from us next Friday. Yeah. So uh, we'll be here to to uh, get you through it, hopefully, and uh, right. keep you entertained because that's what we're here to do. All right. So uh, you know, once again, uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you.